Blog Talk Radio. of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head hauntress. Oh, my God. What a friggin' July did I have? And it's not even quite over, because right in front of us, the first weekend of August, staring us in the face, is the pinnacle of Erin Marie and I's friendship, because we met. In person at Scares That Cares in the first year. So we've been going yep. for five years now. Um, <laughs> so welcome, everyone, to Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective. Uh, we are going to talk for uh, for an hour tonight with my cousin, Aaron Kogan. We're not even going to give full introduction tonight because we got so much going on. we got a lot going on tonight, folks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but Aaron and I are going to talk with the sexy witches about our adventures in uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, it was uh, one of those experiences, yeah, bucket list experience. And I'm actually kind of glad I went on a year where Marvel and Game of Thrones was not there because I got to do almost everything I wanted to do minus a few outside activities. Uh, and it, it was a quite an experience. So we'll talk about that in the first hour. Um, I may in the second half of that first hour have someone calling in as well. I won't announce his name yet, but hopefully I've got a couple people uh, that might call in, but everyone's busy. Tuesday is for some reason, Tuesday night tonight is a super busy night. Everyone's on the road doing things, but I can understand because, you know, I'm about to pack and head out in a day myself. So, you know, this is a very busy weekend week for people. But we can, the show must go on, ladies and gentle witches. Uh, so here we are. Uh, now, in the second hour, which is going to go an extra half hour, so an hour and a half tonight, uh, the first half hour we're going to do something special. Uh, as people may know, um, Scares It Cares, uh, we have the big panel as podcasting archivist bets on sexy witches. I get to moderate the 35th anniversary of the video nasty panel uh, at 1.30 on Saturday the 4th in the podcasting room. Erin Marie, my co-host, will be on that panel, as well as Token Tom Clark, who calls in and is part of the Necrocasticon and Repo Nerds with me now. Uh, he'll be on there, plus a few others. We'll talk about that in detail later, but at 10 o'clock, 
if you're listening or you're going to upload the show, we have a little bit of a treat for you. Because of the video Nasty Paddle, I asked someone I've really been wanting to get on the show for a while because uh, I like to talk with controversial directors. Uh, I mean, even our first guest, which was brought by one of my co-hosts from Movie Geeks Tonight at Dave, uh, Jamie Vall, he brought Tom Six's interview he did for Humans at a Peep 3. So we don't turn away from this, the harder stuff. You know, we talk about Serbian film on the show, too. Uh, And, well, this gentleman here, James Cullen Brussick, he's a director. He's been around for a while, did a little indie films. Uh, He was one of the first people to do a film on an iPhone uh, uh, called To Jennifer, Mm. which is a pretty interesting movie. And there's a sequel. And he also did um, Hate Crime which is exactly what you think it is. It's not really hiding the facts of what the movie is about, home invasion. Uh, it is banned in England and is actually on the new video nasty list that's starting to develop, which includes the Serbian, a Serbian film and a few other movies we could get into. Uh, but uh, it's so I wanted to talk and like give people a treat. Like here, this is what it like feels like to have somebody. It's a serious subject, but it's an important one. And we should talk about it as horror geeks because censorship is something that goes hand in hand with horror. Whether we like it or not, it happens because we are covering subjects that people think are taboo. Hmm. This seems to be a very common thread in our pop culture right now. People getting pinged for controversial statements in horror and comedy worlds. You know, they're not that much mm. different, ladies and gentlemen, which is horror and comedy. We have to deal with the, the darker sides of life or what's the point of them. Uh, so, uh, so let's talk, we're going to talk with that horror. director. Yeah. So we'll talk to him at 10 o'clock and then at 1030, Aaron Marie, myself and token Tommy is going to call in uh, and we're going to do the, the preview for scares that cares weekend. Then we're going to talk about the panels, the author's track, all this stuff that's happening. Uh, and of course the podcasting room and the costume contest and the guests and all the stuff that you need to know to be at scares that cares, including Elevator usage, which is important at Scares That Cares, to know where the elevators are. And we'll explain it. If we have time, we'll explain that, too. Because we like to talk about logistics, especially uh, queuing. I actually believe that queuing is a really important thing. And so, Aaron, Aaron. Yes. Absolutely. You know, yes, yes. 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 So, Aaron, I was told when I was um, getting ready for San Diego Comic-Con that – Queuing was an issue always at Comic-Con. Is that not correct? That is correct, although I oh. have to tell you, you went in a good year. Uh, queuing I went was, so much more smoothly this year than in past years. I, I was amazed. Was, even though I got turned away for one one show, I didn't get into mm-hmm. Steven Universe, which I was really bummed because I really wanted to yeah. see it, but... but Ted Danson in The Good Place. Who knew he had such a huge draw? There was a buttload of people to see that <laughs> panel. Like, so many people. Well, Some were there to see both, even. It was kind of crazy. I was like, okay, is it really that big? Have either one of you guys <laughs> heard of The Good Place, Queenie or Aaron? Please, Aaron Marie, please tell me one of you guys heard I've, of this show. I've heard it. I've heard of it. It's got Kristen Bell in it, too, correct? Yes. Yes. She, yes. she was there, right? I'm pretty sure she was. She was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's gotten that, good critical I, I love review, you know. know. But the main thing, of course, with Comic-Con is they don't, as a general rule, 
clear out the room. So it's not just that panel that you're going in for. It's whatever's after it as well, as you found out. But but that's also was part of my strategy and one of the reasons why I think I got into almost everything I wanted to because you wanted to be in the Clone Wars panel really, really bad. We're going to lean off with it. First of all, queuing was the queue. It was a little confusing in the morning when nobody knew which door was which. But once we figured out which doors were which, (laughs) like, and I mean general malaise of the crowd, which was very confused. It actually was like some of the best queue lines I've dealt with. I, I've seen worse lines at AwesomeCon, actually. Uh, I saw the Peter Cabaldi fiasco at AwesomeCon. This was nothing like that. I know yeah. the camp, nobody, uh, camp, people were camping. No one needed to. The only rooms that were cut off were one of John Barrowman's panels. The Steven Universe panel was cut off. And yeah. um, I think Warner Brothers, the, which was the first Saturday Hall H panel with all the trailers that, uh, that leaked out afterwards that everybody Aquaman. saw. Aquaman oh. and Wonder Woman, the Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman footage that we're not allowed to see. That's the one thing that hasn't yeah. leaked. Um, Patty Jenkins <laughs> was there, supposedly. Uh, Johnny Depp was there. Uh, right. You know. It was all sorts of people at that panel. Uh, that was the big panel that everyone was talking about that I didn't go to. But honestly, I wasn't really that interested in Hall H, per se, except for maybe one or two panels. I really was there to explore the con. This was my first time there. So I was like, I'm just going to see everything as much as I can. So I like, <laughs> thank you to the San Diego um, Comic Con unofficial blog. I'm going to shout them out again. It is the most informative blog I would have not gotten through, even with Aaron's help, I don't think I was gotten through this weekend without listening to their show. Because their show, their podcast, told me so many ways to get around things, to do things, to figure things out, what time things were, what lineups were. And the only thing they were incorrect about was the Steven Universe line. And they weren't that incorrect. They said to be there at least two hours. I should have been there three hours early. Yeah. <laughs> that was the truth. <laughs> um, so... Uh, it was, it was Queenie, you would have, uh, you're, you you do Gen Con, so you know what large <laughs> conventions are like, okay? Well, yeah, so, not, not. so, first of all, <laughs> there is, there is a gaming track also at Comic-Con, oh, yeah. and the big, and the big gaming track this year that everyone was raving about was Overwatch. Overwatch was huge. But but yeah. myself and Aaron did something rather cool. Aaron, would you tell them about the Blade Runner VR panel we did before Clone Wars? And then we'll talk about Clone Wars. Yeah, actually, we saw a really interesting panel. Uh, again, that strategy of getting in before the panel you really want to see. So sitting through whatever it is that comes before sometimes can be really cool. Uh, in this case, we had a, a panel on a new uh, game tied into Blade Runner 2049. Uh, it's a virtual reality game. Uh, and uh, it, it was fun to hear the creators behind it talking about the various aspects they were dealing with, the elements that were important to them, how they came to the Blade Runner, which I guess we can call franchise now, uh, what their first experiences were. Uh, I was kind of amused when one of the uh, people up there said uh, video discs, and video discs got a little smattering of applause from the audience, which is kind of weird and fun. But, 
Well, yeah, that brought it, out it, some it, old school nerds. Like Blade Runner brings out a mix right? of people. Yeah, there was a like. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love Blade so, Runner. Yeah, well, that's what this game in particular, Queenie. You you play a person. They 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 tried to make them gen. They actually went into detail how they tried to make it a gender neutral character, and they could not do it. Like it was impossible, um, narrative wise. Yeah. But they really tried. It actually was. It had to do with the voice acting and decision making, and it was really. They were really going going into depth, like the problems they had creating this environment. But they said there was a few things they had to do. One is you had to fly one of those coptery things, right? You got to fly the copter, right. like like that has right. to be part of it. There has to be rain. <laughs> Lots of rain. Uh, what was the other thing they sure. said you wanted to make sure you did? They wanted you to make sure you did was something with the replicant. Uh, anyway, it was an, oh, do the test. You had to do the test. Yeah, the the void comp step. Yeah, so you have to do the void comp. You have to either deliver it or be delivered to you, depending on the storyline. Um, it it sounded really awesome. So if you go to one of your gaming conventions, Queenie, look for this because it's still in development. But it looked like it was pretty far along, didn't it, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. They uh, they talked about how how you play it will affect gameplay. You know, it's one of those games with uh, moral choices to be made, and uh, the the game itself is going to be a bridge between the two movies. It's uh, actually Blade Runner Revelations is the name of this oh. VR game. And yeah, uh, I'm I'm very interested to see uh, what the final product looks like. Uh, Me too. Uh, it, sounds it, interesting. Yeah, um, so I thought you'd be Runner is so dark and beautiful and, and, and mm. romantic in, in, in all the right ways and and I love the sequel. The 2049 was surprisingly good. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I, 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 I saw it in the theaters. I didn't get to see it in the theaters. I had to, oh, I regret not seeing it in the theaters because um, it's so amazingly beautiful. Uh, but I love is my favorite character on the in, in Blade Runner and the new one. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's just really wonderful. So I'm totally on board to try the video game. I think it'll be kind of neat. Um, I mean, yeah. If you yeah. call it a video game, it's virtual reality, right? You put the headphones on, you actually bump into a wall or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the things they were talking about, how everything was planned out. So uh, it's a real space for you that you can move around these things. And uh, depending on which way you're facing a character, will depend on how they react to you. And depending on which storyline they are is how they react to you as well. Yeah. They start to mistrust you on based on your choices. I mean that's it's really cool. So uh so we just said that was cool. It was a good warm up. I thought like that was the only gaming thing I think I did the whole weekend. Actually I know it was the only gaming thing. But the real reason we were in that room which is, was uh, it was the next panel, which was going to be pretty high profile, and it pretty it was it was a full house in there. It was oh yeah. The Clone Wars, tenth uh, anniversary panel, and it's funny because I'm not a huge Clone Wars fan compared to some Star Wars geeks, and or compared to Aaron here, <laughs> but I am a fan of Ashley Eckert, who plays what's I always mess up her name, Atasha. Is that how you say uh, her Ahsoka? name? Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tana. 
who Ahsoka is Tana. Anakin's Padawan when we yeah. first meet her. The one with yeah. the weird pointy hair. That's always what I she's think a, about. Well, that's not hair, but yeah, she's a Twi'lek. If you remember from Return of the Jedi, if you haven't followed any of the animated stuff, if you've only seen the movies, if you remember in Return of the Jedi, uh, Jabba the Hutt has a Twi'lek dancer on a chain. And when oh, she won't okay. play along with him. Is. Exactly, exactly. Okay, exactly. okay. She uh, okay, presses a button, she falls through, and it's very tragic Wait a minute, for there's her. a whole line of comic books that predate the Clone Wars, right? You are correct, yes. Yes, I think I've, I've, I've come across a couple of those books. Yeah. So, okay, so okay, so I do know who she is, but but anyway, going well, back, you know Ashley her race. Ash- yeah, Ashley Eckert though she the voice of her, and I never put these two and two together. She is the same person who opened the her universe line of clothing, like it's the same person. I didn't make that <laughs> yes. connection till the friggin' panel, and I'm like, oh, I love her. Wait a minute, she's Clone Wars, and it turns out that's what she did. The her universe stuff after she did the Clone Wars. That that was how she got her start was Clone Wars, and now she makes mm-hmm. Geek Tour. And we'll get to the Geek well, Tour in just a minute. I have uh-huh. so much to tell you about that one. But um, but uh, it it was a really interesting panel because first of all, it was it was very thorough. I thought because they had wonderful slideshow. They allowed the audience to take photos of. And Aaron, you got a buttload of those photos, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, 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 I took a, yeah, they, they did a, um, almost 30 different slides of uh, pre-production art, uh, stuff that they had done uh, during the run. Uh, the thing is, Dave Fioni, who runs Clone Wars and has gone on to run um, Rebels and is also going to be involved with the upcoming new anime-flavored Star Wars Resistance, which I'm very excited for. Uh, he's been sort of George Lucas's Moses, and George is God. And things go from uh, God to, to Moses and straight to the show. And Dave takes a lot of notes, and he does a lot of art, and we haven't been able to see most of it before. I mean, we get little smatterings of it here and there, at Star Wars Celebration, at conventions like this one. But uh, this was full on. We got uh, about 30 different slides, and yes, I took a picture of every single one of them. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did, which was great because <laughs> if you want to go to our pages, you'll we'll see them. I have them on the Sexy Witch page, and he has them on his personal profile. There's a lot of pictures of San Diego Comic-Con and Bill's profiles if you dig through them. Uh, <laughs> we did a lot of stuff. Um, but, but what was cool about it, first of all, it was a house full of people that loved Clone Wars and loved Star Wars. And even though there's been some horrible, horrible people that call themselves Star Wars geeks, it was in a room full of true Star Wars geeks, people that were happy to Absolutely. be there, wanted to be there, were reminiscing about an old show that was 10 years old and still had a following, right? Oh, yeah. And so, so what do they do after showing us the most emotional moment in all of Clone Wars, right, to remind us how sad and wonderful the end of Clone <laughs> Wars was? And I would actually seen that episode, so I knew what was happening. And everyone was crying. Audience was crying. Moderator was crying. 
the 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 actors and the panel were crying. Ashley was and crying. Yeah, everyone yeah. was it's crying. It's a very emotional right? thing. Well, part of the reason is when Disney bought Star Wars, completely stopped, automatically stopped uh, everything that was going on as far as games and as far as uh, Clone Wars goes. So we were, you know, abruptly dropped right then and there. Uh, and uh, it's been kind of, you know, Star Wars fan blue balls for <laughs> quite a yeah, few years. So, so, so at this point, you have this entire audience gushing like little babies, right? They go, oh, by the <laughs> yeah. way, we have some extra footage to show you. And they show a trailer. And the trailer starts. And the trailer starts and, and all of us suddenly realize, wait a minute, this is new footage of Clone Wars. This is Clone Wars. Yeah. And then it comes with this big thing with the helmet that says, Clone Wars saved. Yeah. And well, that, the that's whole the thing audience... that Dave said. Uh, Dave, uh, you know, reminded us that we've been passing around the hashtag uh, Save Clone Wars for however long it's been since Disney bought Star Wars. Uh, fans are really passionate about it. For myself personally, I think some of the best Star Wars has been done inside the animated and inside Clone Wars. So when he showed us this little trailer and then it was followed by this shot of the the, the clown troopers' buckets, their helmets, <laughs> the hashtag Clone Wars saved. I mean, if, if you weren't crying before then, you were made of marble, but that just, you know, even the marble statues started they, they, crying it was at that so, point. The audience went crazy, like mad crazy. Yeah. It was so nuts. They were like, let's play it again. Yay! <laughs> and, 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 then, and then it ended, and everyone got a one sheet, and, and about yeah. a day and a half, Aaron kept poking me. I really want your one sheet for someone <laughs> that will appreciate it. I really want your one sheet. I, I'm like, you have to trade me. No, that's not a good trade. So I made him wait until I had a good trade. And I'll talk about that yeah. in a minute. So so that was that was the beginning of day one. Like, and it's so amazing. Let, let, let's yeah. stop for half a second and let's uh, talk about how crazy it is that they kept that secret. I mean, there were all these little rumor things and, hey, you really don't want to miss that Clone Wars panel. And that was about it. So if you were like me, you were thinking, well, we're going to get a preview of uh, – Star Wars Resistance, the brand new series coming out. There's nobody that was seriously talking about we're going to get another 10, 12 episodes of Star Wars Clone Wars to and, finish that part of the saga. And what it sounded no like one. is that most of the voice work was in the can already. Yeah. That's what they well, were hinting um, at. He, he did actually mention that, and we got some animatics at the last Star Wars celebration in Anaheim. And I took pictures of that and I posted that. But uh-huh. uh, at that point, he, he was all, yeah, nah, it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not. It's not something that's going to happen. And even as recently as the end of Rebels, when you remember I was able, uh, I was very, very fortunate to be able to see a special showing of the last four episodes of Rebels with Dave and the voice cast, most of the voice cast. Uh, he didn't hint anything about a return to Clone Wars. That non-disclosure agreement must have been like gold, man. Oh, he's he's like a freaking, you know, Jedi when it comes to that I don't want to know what the Disney fixers are like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, he went the entire run of Star Wars Rebels, all four seasons, 
keeping a secret who the voice of Chopper was. Uh, spoiler alert, it's actually Dave, who does the voice <laughs> of Chopper, my favorite droid from all of Star Wars. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool that he's able to do that. It, it made it such a huge, monumental moment. It, it's, it's going in my all-time Comic-Con experiences uh, bank. It, it, it's, it was just amazing. So, so that was after that we decided to split up for a while because I wanted to do some things. He wanted to go to the vendors floor, and so we left for a while. And I went to a couple panels in Ballroom Twenty, and one of them I was able to catch for a few minutes was called "A Discovery of Witches." Look for this show, sexy witches. Uh, it's not even out yet. It doesn't have an American distributor. It's a British show based on a Y. A, I don't think it's a YA property. I think it's actually adult fantasy fiction uh, about vampires in London. I'm always on board for la- vampires looking for evil books in London. So I, I'm on board for it. The, and the cast was cool. It's what's her name from? Uh, 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 what was it? Alexa Kingston. She played in mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Who. And she stars in this, and I love her. Right, she's River Song, and then uh, yeah, that's right. She's also on ER, and yeah, and she's all over the place. Alex yeah. Kingston, she's cool. So, um, and the cast looked really cool on stage. That was a small. It was nice to see like something not high profile in one of the larger rooms. That was actually kind of a pleasant surprise. It was a good filler for what came next, because what came next was the Bobcat Goldway panel. Uh, which was uh, for his TV nice. show. I didn't even know he had a TV show. Um, he has a TV show on True <laughs> TV called Misfits and Monsters. And guess what? It's a madness ma- anthology. It's an anthology TV show. So it's going to cost get points in the madness. It might even be one of my secrets uh, this year. Right on. Uh, so, so I've been watching some of it. It's okay. Um, there's a werewolf that runs for president and wins. It's pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's a few other things like that. It's Bob Cat. He's writing everything. It's kind of silly. Um, his panel was very good. I like listening to the panel. Uh, but I was really waiting for the panel that was past that because I knew what was coming. And what was coming was the panel that I like. If you to do comic-con and said i have only one panel i could do what would it do and that was easy for me to say and that was the great debate sci-fi wire channel uh channel uh panel it's called the great debate and on this panel which was moderated by alicia tyler who plays lana from archer which is interesting because i did the archer panel and she actually wasn't on it so it was nice to see her so aisha tyler and on the panel comes out uh, Jeanette Varney, who plays the sheriff on um, Stan versus Evil, and she was also in a TV show that I kind of liked called You're the Worst. Um, so I was like, okay, that's nice, really good, you know, solid geek list, but not high profile. But then Joe Mangianello comes out, uh, and then uh, it was uh, Orlando Bloom, Felicia Day, uh, John Barrowman, and Adam Savage. So, like, Orlando that Jones. Yeah, that is the cross section of geekdom right there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. John Barrowman, all of them, they were there. Like that is the dissection from Mythbusters to Doctor Who to Star Trek. 
it was all of it is right there in front of you and basically what they were doing it was just kind of like a silly game show where nothing really mattered they gave us a thumbs up or thumbs down <laughs> those tiny just thumbs up you voted and they would they would have to debate certain things like uh, one of them was captains and when uh when john berman pulled out his 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 one and pulled it open it said captain crunch and he was really <laughs> he got so mad he just he threw it and by the way he's wearing a miss marvel sequenced outfit bleached hair and silver heels okay so he's looking fabulous uh he, he he's like no and he walks off stage he comes back later and he has a coat on, and it says uh, Captain Jack Harkness, you know, and he actually, like, defended himself. He's like, uh-uh, and that was cool. Uh, it was fun. It was silly things like that. You know, it was exactly what you wanted. They had to debate who was the best Chris. And Joe Mangianello wins a lot. He actually is a pretty good arguer, it turns out. Uh, he also is very sparkly in person, as he is on camera, so that's cool, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Uh, like he, no, I'm jealous. Nobody can, ro- no one can rock a T-shirt like Joe Mangianello can if I want to, like, you know. Uh, Orlando Jones just looked amazing. He had this big floppy hat, and he was just uh, – everyone looked amazing on this. Lisa, she looked amazing. Everyone – this was a fun-ass panel. Every The audience was into it. I was into it. We were all into it. We, it was fun. It was frivolous. And I had to bust it to my next thing because I had gotten a wristband for the Her Universe fashion show and had to sprint. And this girl and I both had to sprint. And we kind of did a tag team thing together. Like, we got to make it. And they go, close the door. <laughs> right? Because they said that. They said, if you're late, they close the door. That's it. We're like, fuck. So we, uh, we make it in. I'm in the back ass row, no gift bag. Everyone had a gift bag, didn't have a gift bag. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I'm not here for the gift bag. I'm here for the show. And so go to my Facebook page and look at the friggin' uh, uh, photos that I posted because the fashion show spoke for itself. But it was really fascinating because it was all based on themes. Uh, some were for sale and some weren't. Uh, the ones for sale, the Disney Princesses line, you know, there's the typical hot topic, her universe, Doctor Who stuff, mm-hmm. you know, things you would think, and they're really cool, and, but the ball gowns were fantastic, the contest itself was really cool, they what the best, one of the winners was the How Moving Castle inspired ball gown, go look that right. up, um, incredible, uh, and the, the Shape of Water ball gown was better than the movie. Uh, and it won also. Hey. Uh, the, there, was a, there was a junior program where the kids the kids already won a contest and they got to design something based on the Powerpuff Girls and that was cute. But at the top of the show, right after the first round of people walking, um, Ashley Eckhart, who I mentioned before, comes out in a in a Funko Pop dress made out of 400 Jack Skellington <clears throat> Funko. And, and she's doing this in heels. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I give you a lot of credit for that. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow. Um, I love, you know, it was really cool show. Uh, she comes out, she introduces people. And the, all the designers were there either as guests or using, some of them were modeling their own clothes if they wanted to. They had their kids, um if they wanted to do it themselves. Some did, some did it. Uh, it. That was all cool. The card comes up for Doctor Who, and they are doing the Doctor Who line at her universe. I already knew about it. They're doing the jacket for that looks like Jodie Whittaker's jacket in the new show. 
So, you know, model comes out looking blonde, and I'm like, she looks too real. <laughs> I think that's Jody. That's Jody. And she pops off the hood, and guess what? It is Jody Whitaker. She's walking the runway in her own friggin' uh, Doctor Who costume. I mean, it was just like one of those geek out moments that, like, <laughs> as a Doctor Who fan from the Tom Baker era, like, I see a lot of Tom Baker and Jodie Whittaker's character, and I think she's going to be an excellent addition to the Doctor Who Time Lord family. I'm so excited, and I got to see her in person, and I'm so geeked out by that. I'm so good. Okay, and then at the end, <laughs> I got a gift bag, and... <laughs> Someone handed me a gift bag when I realized I didn't have one. They said, oh, here, have one. And so I had a gift bag. So I actually got one of the gift bags on the way out. And I was all happy and everything. And I'm looking through it because they mm. showed us what was in one of them. And, you know, some nice stuff, you know, good stuff, you know, good swag, like higher end than normal, right? Uh, it had glasses in there with hearts and stuff. And I'm like, okay, glasses with hearts. Lily would like those. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay. And I go in, I'm starting, this is after, after the whole thing's over, and we're eating dinner. And, and I'm ignoring my guests, like Aaron and Tom, and Tom they're eating. They're, and I, I'm, like, digging through my thing, and I find these glasses. I'm like, okay, glasses, you know, they're going to be hearts. And I look, and they're not hearts. They're friggin' horn glasses. They look, they're geek girl glasses and they're sunglasses and they are something that I've been wanting all my life. A pair of clear sunglasses for working in front mm-hmm. of computers. I never could afford one before. <laughs> so I was like, that is the best score of the whole weekend. Oh, yeah. It was that, those she wore them all weekend. <laughs> I did not take them off. Oh, my God. I, I don't usually get that, like, attached personal items like that but this time I made the exception to the rule and I've been wearing them at work and it's helped with my headaches actually I think so um because I'm in front of white screens all the fucking time and those are designed to stop that so anyway I don't need to talk about my personal (laughs) possessions anymore what were um that was basically day one if we could go into day to day and it would be just too long but um so we'll fast forward yeah. a little bit Aaron here uh let's talk about friday because we spent all the day in one room basically so let's cram right. those all together um it was the uh, adult swim and uh animated showcase starting with uh with the cartoon network and adult and adventure time and its final panel before it yeah. goes into it cancels this fall. I think there's a finale in September. Uh so I it was actually rather emotional. And I actually loved it quite a bit. Uh so Yeah, yeah. Again uh, there was a really, really advent, um emotional kind of panel with people crying and uh, uh adventure time. I haven't seen Steven Universe, but everyone that describes it to me says, yeah, that's, that's adventure time that you're describing. And I guess since uh, one of the people, uh, I guess the person who started Steven universe came from adventure she, time. She, uh, yeah. She wrote sense. all the songs. She still writes yeah. songs for Steven universe. There's a lot of music in but, Steven universe. Yeah. You really should watch Steven's universe. I think Steven universe to. is one of the best written shows for kids on television. It is amazing, amazing show. Well, that's how I feel about Adventure Time, except I'm not even sure that it's a kid's show. I mean, it's dealing with themes of death and rebirth and reincarnation. It it, it just wants to see in the universe. Yeah, yeah? it it goes into similar territories, but completely different way. 
Um, okay. it, it's very interesting stuff going down in Steven's universe. But yeah. uh, the Adventure Time panel was good, and then they did some kind of like showcase of like 15 minute episodes of other shows on Adult Swim. I didn't know, but they sat looked cool, like Dream Corps LLC. Uh, Jimmy right? Simpson, who is in friggin' Westworld, he plays Young Will. He was the moderator on that panel, and I yeah. loved him. So I was like, Whoa, and he was Jimmy really Simpson. fucking into Dream Corps. Oh, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know if he's just the- a really passionate actor or. He really, truly believes in the vision of Dream Corp. I, I mean, I, I've I seen know. every episode I and I enjoy it, but uh, you know, I, I I never thought it was the deep uh, thing that he apparently does. He, he guest stars in this next season, so oh. that's why he was moderating. But Queenie, uh, that was anime... kind of interesting. Queenie, I have an anime question for you. Um, because I didn't know the show as well, but I kind of remembered. But back in the day, like like late '90s, early 2000s, there was a TV show called Fooly Cooly. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so one of the panels was a revival of Fooly Cooly, and we got the first episode. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Fooly Cooly is one of my all-time favorite anime. Uh, Fooly Cooly is amazing. It. it was done by a bunch of guys on their downtime in between doing uh, mechs and fighting Robotech kind of things, which in itself is kind of funny. But the whole series is this beautiful, weird tone poem about puberty. And uh, they, they didn't refer to this new Fooly Cooly as a sequel. They just referred to it as Season two, continuing. Uh, it's it's now years later, and this time we have a female teenage protagonist. And yeah, the, in, I don't. I, that's I've seen what a couple I was episodes already, and I, I like she's it. always she's always better at this than I am. I I didn't want. I wanted to say when I watched the sequel, the new episode with with Aaron, that the original Fully Cooly had a male lead, and it was similar yes. to Ben Ten, like yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah, there was a male lead in the original one. And, and, and there's like, like Ben 10, there's monsters that morph and shit, right? Uh, no, maybe not. Yeah. Well, they kind of come out of no, his skull. No, crazy things came out of his head, yeah. Oh, gross, was, yeah, okay. Killed, yeah, like a pimple, and then it would just, like, grow more. And <laughs> or sometimes like an erection. Like I say, it's all about puberty, yeah. yo. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's... It's it's not thinly veiled it's either. It's pretty fucking out there. And apparently, well, yeah. uh, Fooly Cooly, or as it's, you know, I'm not trying to be racist here, how, how it's really pronounced, Fooly Cooly is uh, a, a supposed to be slang for fucking. So there you go. That's what this show is all about. <laughs> well, but good. I mean, that was kind of like a pleasant surprise, like, to watch this. And, and then we went into the panels. I wanted to see the, the Venture Brothers panel with the new season coming out, which was, of course, good. And then, like, Robot Chicken, who had Breckin Myers and Seth Green and, and everyone else. And then, of course, Rachel Bloom. I didn't realize that she used to write for Robot Chicken. She was also one of the only women to ever write for Robot Chicken. Yeah, <laughs> and, and boy, you could like, tell. Fucking uh-huh. love Rachel. She God damn! I mean, she <laughs> read one of her um, her uh, songs that was not used in the show, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you can find and, that probably on the 
uh, on the web somewhere. I think they did post that. Yeah, panel. I'm sure oh, the, and, the panel's up on YouTube by now. And I forgot to mention Final Space for you, Aaron. You actually asked the question right. of that panel. I the, the did. The CBS I'm, show. I, I've been watching Final Space, um, and actually I've, I've now finished the series since getting home. Uh, and going to that panel made me want to finish it because I was kind of on the fence, but uh, they really intrigued me enough to, to finish it. It's got David Tennant, completely unrecognizable as uh, the villain of the piece, and it's kind of action adventure and... Uh, it, it's very silly. Um, the 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 creator is a gentleman I I'd, I'd never heard of before, but he's working with uh, Conan O'Brien and Fred Armisen and a bunch of other people you have heard of, and it's it's worth a look. I, I push past the first two or three episodes, and uh, yeah, it, when it comes back for season two, I think Natalie and I will both be watching it. Natalie gave up on it I think after episode three, but when I started watching it coming back from Comic-Con, she said, yeah, this really did get better. So, yeah, go watch it. All right, and then the last two panels, of course, were the piece de resistance because it was friggin' Bob's Burgers followed up by Archer, which (laughs) is like something I've been like, like when I knew I was finally going to get to do this, I was like, I'm going to the Archer panel. I have to go to the Archer panel. There's Bob's Burgers panel. I'm going to that too. And I did, I did. And I got to ask Christian Shaw a question on the uh, uh, Bob's Burgers panel, which is, you can find on the web. It was just a silly, but I found it on the web. Yeah. And Christian Shaw said, good question. I got a laugh from the audience. Yeah, I got a laugh. And she's wearing her her universe glasses. I'm wearing the glasses. I did not take (laughs) those suckers off, man. I still am wearing them around work when I shouldn't be. It's like bad. Um, I'm addicted. Uh, But anyway, uh, where was I? I I think it was cool because, like, um, you know. It was the same thing. Rachel Bloom is like the only woman that worked on Robot Chicken. Christian Shaw is like the only man that works on Bob's Burgers. Like she's yeah. the only one. And they both were like, we're the only ones. There's, We love these guys, but we need more girls up here. You know, and they're right. Uh, you know, and, and yep. Bob's Burgers did honestly, they did talk about it pretty honestly and did say they actually want to get better about that. And having more women do women voices on the show. Uh, it's yeah. never really bothered me because men doing women's voices in comedy is kind of like a time-honored tradition. I really don't care. And the characters are so rich on the show that I've never had an issue with it. But, yeah, maybe there should be a few more women working behind the it scenes. It seems to me when they have had female guest stars on Bob's Burgers, uh, like, um, oh, gosh darn it, um, they've been doing male voices sort of continuing the whole thing, which, you know, is fine for what that is. But, yeah, like Kristen Shaw said, they need more women on that show. And I I think that's something we can probably look forward to in the future. Uh, They also, if you're a Bob's Burger fan, you need to watch the panel. Go go find the panel on YouTube because they give you some, some shit that's coming down, including stuff you can look forward to in the movie. And it really seems like there's going to be a Bob's Burger movie. Oh, I, I, it, it was almost nice. like they, yeah, they were, it sounded like it was greenlit even, uh, you yeah. know, at this point. So yeah, it, it was, it was a really informative panel. It, Archer panel wasn't as informative, but it was fun because they <laughs> just came off of a new 
a new season, so they really didn't have much for the next season. But they did mention it's going to all be in air in space. So you know, yeah. I, I I'm on board for that just because it's Archer. You, you know, I can slug through some of these seasons and, and stick it out. Uh, and you know, kind of fleshed and, out what uh, Cheryl Carroll's character is going to be like. Uh, we only got a flash of Archer waking up out of a hibernation chamber, a la Alien and Aliens, and then uh, talking to some flashing little ball thing uh, and addressing her as mother and uh, having uh, Jessica's, uh, Walter's voice come out of it. Uh, they said she is a ball of energy. We, we, I was kind of assuming, because he was calling her mother, that she'd be the computer for the ship, like mother in the Alien series. But apparently uh, Jessica Walters is a ball of energy, and uh, Cheryl Carroll is some badass fighter uh, pilot a la Starbuck, except she's really, really good at it, and she really bores her. And that's about all we were told about Archer in space, but I can't fucking wait. <laughs> so, that sounds like um, fun. I'm, I'm- yeah, I, it, it looked it, it was it, it was fun and the show looks like fun as usual. I I mean you, you know even a bad season of Archer is still better than a lot of other television. And they gave Amen. us a nice they gave us a lot of t-shirts and that was nice. Everyone got a t-shirt. Yes. Uh, and I when this is Danger Island now and I'm wear it pridely. Um, <laughs> and so my Saturday was a bust. So I'm not going to go into my Saturday because I don't want to rant about it. We don't have a lot of time. So, Aaron, quickly go over your Saturday, which wasn't as much of a bust. Well, actually, um, I was really fortunate. I I was able to get to the uh, Invader Zim, uh, the the Nickelodeon booth, and get a ticket for the Invader Zim booth. So, yeah, I got to to meet the cast. And they have a new uh, standalone coming out. So that's something to really look forward to. Uh, but they were all pretty uh, uh, goofy as you would think they were. Uh, very, very nice. Um, I was able to get to the Archer uh, panel signing. Uh, so I have, as of this moment, attended every single Archer panel at Comic-Con, and I have a signed autograph poster from every Archer at Comic-Con. So yay! <laughs> um, and then uh, I was really lucky that I was one of the people, the only person I know really who got a ticket to do uh, one of the signings. This year, Comic-Con is trying out a, a different thing, just like WonderCon did a little earlier in the season, where you sign up online for uh, signings, uh, celebrity signings, booth signings, and uh, merchandise. Now, that doesn't mean include everything merchandise and it doesn't include all the signings but uh of myself my friend thomas uh a couple other friends and uh the head hauntress i'm the only one who got something and that that the one that i got was a signing for the brand new cosmos series possible worlds uh and it was really cool because uh in addition to them signing a, a little slick poster Um, I I took along a copy of uh, physics for people with not a lot of time, and I was kind of nervous about trying to sneak it in there and everything uh, because you're not really supposed to do that sort of thing. But uh, I I snuck it in there, and um, as as he was going to sign it, uh, he stopped. 
and took a look at it and <laughs> kind of gave me a look, right? And uh, he opens up the book. He looks at, at the date and everything, and he says to me, this is one of the first ones. This is, you, this, you got an early copy. So he puts down his pen, and he says, this calls for a special pen. And he reaches into his pocket, and he gets out this beautiful, uh, I have no idea what kind of watermark thing he had, but he took it off. It had a, a steel nib and everything, and he just did this beautiful, almost calligraphy autograph in my book. And it was a real highlight of the car. It was just a really nice moment. And I, I posted a picture of him signing in his autograph on my book, if you care to see it on, the, uh, on my page on Facebook. Yeah, my, my day didn't go very well. But at the end of the day, we went to the pop-up Universal thing, which was fun. And that right. was cool. And I, and bought, I dropped um, a bunch of change. Yeah, you did. He 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 bought like everything, like all of the everything. I I was a little bit more conservative. I bought a T-shirt of the Meadow Luna Monster, which I thought was cool because they didn't just have the big three universals. They actually had featured the creature and the Meadow Luna Monsters, their main centerpieces. I mean, you could get the big three, but it was nice to see that that was what they were like. Yeah, the, our artist this year is doing these guys, and I'm like, that was cool. Yeah. So I got. So I got the T-shirt with the Metaloo monster, and then I finally traded my Clone Wars for a, uh, a <laughs> lighter for Aaron because there was they only had a one-person minimum, and, uh, one lighter, and they were said fire bad. It's Frankenstein, and it says fire bad. Yeah. It's this little swaggy thing, but I had to have them. So I was able to negotiate to get up to three, and I gave <laughs> one to Aaron Marie, and I gave one to Alex, my friend here. So everyone. Got and those lighter. lighters are sold out. Yeah, that's it. They're Good, exclusive. Them. <laughs> My only exclusive man was a three dollar lighter. But you know what can you do? But that's okay. It, you know I I'm not a good shopper. I suck at it. Even though I did chunk down some change on Sunday on the vendor's floor, I bought a uh, a dress. <laughs> I I bought a sleeveless dress i don't buy sleeveless dresses everywhere at all because of the boobs but this has this amazing corset in it and i wanted to wear something for my video nasty paddle on um it scares it cares so i bought a dress hell yeah so i have this dress and um and um i bought a couple things for other people um i bought an, a diamond ursula for myself a funko pop one funko pop that was it i was nice. very good I only bought one, uh, but I did buy two purses. I bought a purse for my daughter that ha from her universe that has a hey hey on it, and I bought the 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 side bag. It's a brown side bag from Tangled. I didn't even care about the branding. The bag was just nice, you know, it was a brown <laughs> bag. I love brown hip sacks, like they're my and the price point was right, so I got that. But that was it. I was very conservative in my buying compared to Mr. Aaron. If you go to pictures of him <laughs> after the convention, he is just full of of, of stuff that he bought on Sunday at the vendor's. Store. I was actually um, able to fill the uh, sofa that you slept on, uh, all folded up. I filled it with merch and swag and took a picture of it, and it's posted. Uh, the thing that I spent the most money on were the uh, the posters from the Super 7 Universal Monster pop-up. They were 50 bucks a pop, but they're limited wow. edition, 
They're they're signed and numbered, and they're just gorgeous. The artist who they, did them, they were amazing. Uh, it, I mean, they oh were absolutely God. an investment piece. It wasn't he, like he, just buying a poster at all. No, um, no, no. It, these, I bought these art. Are really though, nice. And uh, <laughs> they were done in the style of Basil, Basil Gogos, who, if you remember, did those amazing Famous Monsters of Filmland covers back in the 70s. I mean, my, my first monster love way, way back in the day when I was just a, a little rug rat were the covers of Famous Monsters of Filmland and those uh, little scary AMC monster models they had at the time. And uh, to this day, the cover that Basil did of Lon Chaney, uh, London After Midnight, with that weird mouthful of all those sharp teeth, just is horrifying and terrifying, and you can't turn away. And uh, Ed Rocca, who uh, did these for Super 7, did them sort of in the style, sort of as a pastiche, with the same sort of feel and, and color scheme to them. And they're just gorgeous. And like uh, Liz said, uh, they're not done. They're coming out with more monsters. Uh, I was overjoyed that they decided to make the Metalution uh, mutant, uh, mutant, I'm sorry, mutant from uh, This Island Earth, one of their centerpieces. I also picked up the action figures that they came out with, which were done with the color scheme of those old Ben Cooper Halloween costumes, those bright, gaudy, fluorescent colors. And they're just awesome the packaging is <laughs> as good as the figures there i can't wait to so, display them yeah no you, you end up spending money you don't even realize you owned or had it just flies out of your yeah. wallet and, and it's awful and and terrible <laughs> it's it, and wonderful because like you walk into a booth and first of all famous monsters of film actually had a booth which was kind of incredible um yeah and, but the the best thing was as deadpool there was this. Do you know? Remember what? Do you know what the show, showbiz theater was? It was a pizza company that had like bears that yeah, were playing shit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, but more hillbilly, right? They had one of those working with Deadpool as the lead singer, and he sang everything from. Uh, working nine to five to rage against yep. the machine. And, and, and it was, it was, it was like, you didn't even have to spend any money. You could just stare at this thing for like, <laughs> a good, but the whole show was like a 30 minute show. It was a 30 minute loop. It was nice and long yeah. and, you know, and people would just sit there and record it all day. Everyone loved it. It was, I, I don't even know what company, I think it was Mattel. Was it Mattel that did it? It might've been Mattel. I don't remember which company it was that, Actually, what, I did that. Did the, the Invaders in, or, I'm sorry, not the Invaders in, The um, Deadpool 2 was for the Deadpool 2 uh, movie. And if you pre ordered your copy there, they gave you a trucker hat. Oh, that's what hat. that was. That's yeah, right. They the gave photos, you a weird hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so Sunday was obviously our shopping day, but let's, let's wrap this up. Because we did go to one panel on Sunday, and it was the we only time indeed. we went to Hall H. We went to the Legion panel, the the the, the very last panel. In the very last panel, that they said that was it. I also crashed part of the Mayans panel, which is the follow up to Son of Anarchy. While I was waiting for Legion panel, and that was kind of cool because Edward J. Olmos was on that panel. Uh, so nice. the Legion panel was. 
was really vague. They didn't answer a lot of questions, so I was very proud and patient, and I got a picture of Aubrey Plaza smiling, which was very hard to do. <laughs> uh, so, it's true. But, so, but but the but they were they were couldn't say anything about the third final season. There's only gonna be one season. They're gonna go out with a bang, and they couldn't say shit. So they didn't say anything, basically. Well, at that point. it seemed to me that most of them didn't know what the fuck was they going on know. in the future was... any more than they really knew what was going on while they were doing that. I mean, a, a bunch of the cast members remarked that they actually had to go to each other and say, "Do you know what's going on here?" Which is hilarious, I think. But um, it's, you know, this show works on a lot of levels, but it's also doing some really weird things. Um, I I was really pleased to hear that the the one little allusion uh, that I thought I'd seen to Yellow Submarine was indeed uh, supposed to be a little nod to the Blue Meanie's love of love. I, I called that when I saw it. Uh, and, yeah, that, uh, in that the was cool because I was like, I totally got it. Like, everyone goes, Does that make any sense? And I was like, Yes, it's Glovey. <laughs> I yeah, totally yeah. get it. It's Glovey. Of course it you is. You know, it was and, fucking uh, If I could have asked anything, I would have asked in the, the very the season finale that we just had now if the battle between uh, uh, Dave and Farouk was supposed to be a little cinematic allusion to the creature from the id from Forbidden Planet, because I would bet you anything that it is. It's a really dense, really smart show. I will say this for the umpteenth time. If you're not watching Legion, you are missing out. It is, without a doubt, easily the best genre show on TV, flat out, and it's on a bunch of TV critics' top ten lists. Regardless it's of certainly any genre. weirdest. It, 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 it's yes. not quite as weird as American Gods, but I think it's on that. Re- I think it's in the like on par. I think it's weirder. I, I think weirder? it's weirder than American Gods. I guess so, I, I love American I, Gods, I but I think that's American more linear. American Gods is more grounded on some reality. If you have some a basic mythos in your blood, you can pretty much follow your way through American Gods. I think we'd all agree well, with the, that. But absolutely, Legion and the mythos is, is for this show fantastical and it's multiversing. Right. Yeah, so, and um, I, they they made uh, they they actually talked about a little bit. The creators did uh, that. The mythos for this series is actually the comic books, especially Chris Claremont's stuff on uh, New Mutants and X Men. But even going back all the way to you know the glory days when it was still Silver Age, uh, I he he talked about people seeing the show now as kids thinking in the, you know, 10 years down the line, thinking back on things and seeing things and putting them together and uh, being a slightly older nerd. I'm already doing that. When um, I saw the battle going on in the season finale, I was thinking about the first time uh, uh, Charles Xavier, professor X had uh, related a battle that he had been in in uh, Egypt and I told I mean it, I just that just flashed into my brain and I'm sure that's by design 
Well, it'll be interesting because that you know I was up to my eyeballs in pop culture for four or five days, and now I'm back yeah. grounded in reality. Not really, uh, but you know, uh, ah. it was nice to see some friends that I de- uh, that I've been on the show. Beth Alcamando, my friend I met in on the FP set, Mike Lee, and one of uh, Tommy's associates, Mike Michael Kingston. I got, got they all had boobs there, so I said hi. Uh, Call Girl of Cthulhu played twice. While we were there, which was delightful to know that Baltimore's film, a film I backed, was playing at Comic-Con when I was there. That was just <laughs> geeky as fuck. Uh, that, you know, that made me so proud of, of Jimmy and, you know, Chris, that this old, this film's a few years old now, and it's still being played at the coolest festival in the United States. What the fuck? That's awesome. Um, so it was great that way. Uh, I, I, I was overwhelmed at the same time. I enjoyed myself, and... I didn't get con cred. I was very good about keeping myself well hydrated. Didn't have a lot of coffee. Did not do it with a lot of coffee, which I'm scared and surprised and proud of all at the same time. (laughs) Uh, I did drink some, though. Kind of had to, or I wouldn't have gotten through a couple of nights, Uh, especially Saturday. Saturday was rough on me. It was hot, and Mm. limes were everywhere, and I couldn't get anything done. But um, you know, I, I would change my strategy up on how I would treat a Saturday. I think I would just do vendors floor on Saturday um, and mm. go and do all the outside stuff that went out there because I didn't get to do the Purge City either, which is the outdoor pop up that was really uh, that looked like Party City for right. the Purge TV series. And I really wanted to do it. And everyone said it was great. And I have a great picture of me in front of it. That's really creepy and cool. But I didn't get to actually <laughs> go, on, go in there. Uh, but that, it was fun, and I would recommend it um, maybe once before you die, because it almost killed me. Pretty sure it almost <laughs> did. <laughs> but I'm good now, and um, you know we have our various swags. I gave a lot of swag to my daughter. Was able to give some to Madison, Erin Marie's daughter. Uh, you know, so I was able to spread the wealth a little bit, get the free stuff. You know, pass it on to homes where it's nice. appreciated. You know, and that's always nice. Um, you know, would I do it again? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I have to think. I get pre-registration now. I don't yeah. know. I have to think about it. So, scares and cares is a very, you know, a lot smaller, more drinking, way mellower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I there think wasn't gonna... as much booze this year. No, but there were other things I saw. Not not a lot of state pens, but I did see a lot of water pipes and gift bags, which I thought right. was interesting. Yeah, I said I noticed a few of those happen, so I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool. So anyway, um, so that's Sandy. That was our first adventure, my first adventure in San Diego Comic Con, and and Aaron's, I don't know, twentieth or whatever, forever, <laughs> 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 whatever. And it was great. Yep. It was scary all at the same time. So. Um, we're going to take a quick break because uh, I need to get some coffee, honestly. Um, but also I'm going to change notes because we're going to change complete paces here and now. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, if you have any questions about Comic-Con or how to do it and line cues and things like that, um, you could always write us on our uh, Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches page or even send a tweet out. I do sometimes respond to tweets if someone writes to me at the sexy witches, but I don't always do that. Um, <laughs> I'm not very good unless somebody writes to me, but I will write back if somebody wants me to write back. 
Um, so anyway, so let's take a quick break, and then we're going to go into our Scares That Cares call, talk. I may have, I should have a uh, caller calling in any time now, and if we, he doesn't, it's just fine because this is live air, on air. We'll just go right into the Scares That Cares talk because um, there's plenty to talk about. And before that, we will also let Queenie talk about some of her things, too, because I believe you've been LARPing, right? Queenie? Is she there? She probably is not. Hello, Queenie. Hello. I, I, see, I see her there. All right. Well, we'll come back. Tell you in about four minutes. We'll be right back, and you're going to listen to Goblin. <laughs>
Can people hear me? Hello? No. Oh, man. What happened? I don't know. Can you guys hear me? Guys, if, if yeah, I can hear you finally. What was going on with that? Um, guys, if um, I saw I was trying to call in, I could see he was calling. But hello, sir. That was some dead air. So let me start this over. Okay, let's do this. I do apologize. It's been one of those nights. We're really excited. Get things break. So <laughs> hold on. All right. So I want to welcome a person to the show. Uh, it, we, I have the panel of the 35th anniversary of the British Video Nasty List uh, in, at Scares It Cares of this weekend. And I wanted to have a little bit of, of, a, of an interesting perspective on it, so not just the historical perspective, but what it's like to actually be on a list like this. So I actually invited, after much flubbing of emails and everything technical that could go wrong but I'm glad he's finally here you may know him from his movies to Jennifer and uh, one of I love the, the Blood Lake Lamprey movie uh, and he's also unfortunately or fortunately I, I don't know notoriously he's on the British he's on the band list in Britain right now for his movie Hate Crime so please welcome to the show Director James Cullen Bresick. How are you doing, sir? You're on with the Sexy Witches. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, I do apologize, sir. I mean, I've been, I was trying to do business while I was in San Diego with you, and I really should have just told you I'll write to you when I got back. And so I apologize for all the bad communications and then, of course, a bad sound moment. So, hey, but we're here now. Don't even worry about it. Like me being the type of person I am, I just kept thinking I was messing up. So I was just like, oh man, I was going to apologize to you. So so don't even worry about it. You, oh, I, I probably well, still will. I, I thought it was my fault. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're, but we're here now. And I wanted yeah. to let you, um, so I invited you on as I was letting people know uh, about it's not just about your, your body of work, which, by the way, you have a very interesting body of work. Uh, you know, I, I learned about you before, I think Bethany was when we uh, became Facebook friends, somewhere around there. But there was also Two Jennifer and Blood Lake and then Hate Crime. And, uh, and you have another film coming out very soon or has come out, correct, sir? Yeah, I have, uh, I have a, a couple other films coming out pretty soon that I've been working yeah. on. Uh, yeah, together and alone are the two new ones. Cool. Yeah. So um, I actually talked to one of your writer, helper, producer guys on another podcast. So it just happened that we like oh, what, he worked on that? he worked with Jason Tross on the Slayer videos. <laughs> so that's why I knew that you had a couple films coming up the pipe because he's like, yeah, this guy. Oh, who? who What's his name? Yeah, Christian. That's his name. Yeah. Oh yeah, Christian's yeah. cool people. 
Yeah, cool yeah, people. yeah. He gave you a shout out, so that I thought that was cool. Um, well, I'm so, giving him a shout out back then. <laughs> excellent. So, all right, Aaron Kogan left the building. Thank you, sir. That was a great talk, and um, that was wonderful. We just talked about San Diego Comic Con. We were down there. I was down there for the first time uh, this past. Oh week, yeah, which it's, is kind of awesome. cool. It, it's it's awesome. It awesome there. isn't even like the not even the word for it. It's just overwhelming. You know, it's just so much of a sensory overload. But but I but I have a smaller show coming up at the end of the week and Scares the Care, which is a nonprofit charity weekend where, you know, nonprofit horror convention. So it's really kinda cool. Uh, but we're doing so a awesome. talk on the thirty thirty fifth anniversary of the British video nasty list. So I wanted to bring you on, sir, because uh, first of all Let's talk about your movie, Hate Crime, and how it got flagged by the censors in Britain. Because I wanted to see, for people who are actually listening to the show, what the perspective of being on the list feels like. Because most of the lists that we're talking about now, most of the people have passed on. You are living in the present, sir, and it's happening to you now. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I definitely have mixed emotions about it. Um you know, on on the one hand, I I'm a firm believer that there should be no censorship within art. Uh, I mean, you know, mind you, like if if you're actually physically in real life harming somebody, that should not be put out as like you know film or anything like that. But this was, you know, acting. So like from an from an acting standpoint, like there's no you know it, there's no reason why it should have ever been banned. Um, in my personal opinion. It's, you know, uh, and, and there's little to no on-screen violence. Um, you know, there's there's two rape scenes that have no nudity. It all happens off camera. Like, you don't see anything. You just hear it. So it's like, I, I, I really don't think uh, it should have been banned. And, like, the power of imagination is, is you know, stronger than actually showing stuff. But, uh, you know, on the other side, I mean, I have to be grateful for all the free publicity that it gave the movie. Because, um, you know, it was it was a small, you know, ob- obscure found footage horror movie that got like a whole bunch of attention because it got banned. And I think they actually brought more attention to it banning it than they would have just allowing it to be released. Well, you know, and it seems rather odd. I mean, I, 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 England tends to do this a lot. And I've just posted something recently when something really bad happens like a murder or something that they can't quite explain. Like the kid, the, 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 the boys that killed the kid in the ni- early nineties when um, they blamed it on child play three. Um, <laughs> it, they try to find something in art that makes them feel better. Like they go after that instead of trying to find the issue that they're offended by. For example, uh, I'm trying to like, like recently there was a murder in a ba- in a neighborhood in England and instead of like trying to make the you know community bring the community together and make it a better neighborhood they decide to ban rap music uh, uh, that and and it's like <laughs> really they're still doing this even now right they they banned a certain kind of rap music and and I'm like you know uh uh-uh, uh you know you, you know sometimes and and the, the of course, the producer's like, you know what? I get these kids off the street and they rap about their lives and they don't go out and jack people. 
<laughs> you know, you're missing the point, you know, but anyway, I digress on that, but you know, it just seems like it's, it's, it's not stopped and, and your film gets caught up in it. And do you know why they targeted your film in particular? I mean, I would say that the, the film does have like, I mean, it's an intense movie. There's a lot of really messed up things that happen in it. Um, and so, I mean, I would definitely say that, like, it's by no means is it like an easy film to watch. Like when it was playing film festivals, festivals, and mind you, we played film festivals around the world, including one in the UK to a sold out crowd before it ever got banned. Well, that's um, what I thought. You played Fright Fest, right? Is that correct? No, we played, Gr- we played Grim Fest. Oh, you Grim played Fest. Grim Fest. Oh, which is still a really high-profile horror can, horror film festival. That's really good. Yeah, in Manchester. I knew you. And and it was a sold-out crowd and like all that. But it's 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 one of those things where it's it's super interesting because it's you know we played the festival, but at the same time it's like you know the it, 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 it it's strange because you know I I, I don't understand why they banned it but i also understand why they banned it at the same time if that makes sense like mm-hmm. i'm I'm literally yeah. conflicted by it <laughs> now now as as a producer and director of the movie and being on the independent level you're obviously using your own money in some cases to produce these films uh, here's the question does the re- hate crime being on a video nasty list affect your bottom line in any way like does it stop you from getting revenue um in an odd way did it increase it on the financial end or um or even getting more work does it does it so i mean that's an interesting question so i mean it definitely got the movie more attention here in the states than than what it had i remember you know a movie because it got banned like two years after it was released in the u.s uh it got banned in the uk and the day it was banned, it jumped up to like number 25 on like Amazon's bestseller list in horror. So like it definitely got us way more attention and notoriety in that respect. And like people were buying it and, and, you know, checking that out and and doing that. Um, However, uh, on the flip side, and and here's, here's an issue I've faced, you know, I, I definitely work a lot and I do a lot of movies, but I think specifically hate crime, has been a reason why it's been hard for me to break out of horror um, as a mm-hmm. filmmaker. Um, Cause you know, I've had times where people will literally, um, you know, say like, Oh, I think his movies are a little too hardcore to do something like this. And it's like, you know, I made that movie when I was 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing unto itself that you have that much discipline at that age to make a film. Uh, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on that. Oh, uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm, and you've matured as a filmmaker, I'm sure, uh, going onwards here. I had a really good question, actually, um, <clears throat> and I forgot it. Uh, okay, yeah, I know, remember. Okay, so I wanted, you know who the Soskas are, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they told this story about American Mary, which has had some issues with being censored as well. And, um, of course, like your film, there's a sexual assault. Matter of fact, it's actually a bit more graphic than your movie um, in the film. And they had a really hard time getting work on some levels because they would go, yes, 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 and hit person's clothes. Oh, I don't want to work with them. They have a rape in their film. Um, And uh, so content 
was stifling some of their job, you know, people giving them work. So you said that it definitely affects your work. Um, is it the, is it the, is, is, is it like do they point at that particular because England tends to point at that in particular because almost all the video nasties have some kind of sexual assault at some point in them um, and you know whether it's in context or not you know you know what I'm saying um, you're yeah, I mean, relatively in context yeah I mean it's it, it, that's an interesting question because I don't know if it's specifically that or if it's specifically like you know I made a whole bunch of kind of messed up gory films when I first started and then like I matured as a filmmaker and then one of my movies gets banned so I already had like press articles that when you google like I don't think these people have actually watched the movies when they make these decisions saying that the stuff that I do is like a little too hardcore for them but like my oh historically they don't yeah But I've kind of changed, like, my path in a large way, too. Like, I wrote and directed a movie for Lifetime. Um, I, you know, did Blood Lake, which was a TV movie for Animal Planet. And then I went and did, um, you know, I did a, 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 a animated kids musical, which was mm-hmm. a, a, an animated film. So I've, I've been steering away, but it's definitely been much harder to do than I had thought specifically from films that I made when I first started, um, which, which is interesting. Uh, and, and, and hate crime is also widely, there's, there's a lot of fans of films of mine that like will widely say that that was my best film over and over again, which is an interesting thing to experience as well, because, you know, when you've made, I've directed like 15 features and to be told the, movie you made when you were 19 and like it was your second time doing something is the best thing you've ever done it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's an interesting experience for sure i i, I kind of love your, your blood lake movie i think it's so cute i'm i'm not wigged out by a lot of animals There's a very short list of things that truly freak me out centipedes moray eels and lamprey uh, <laughs> so, about, so it's a good subject for Human centipedes, uh, it depends on which one. I can. I actually like the first human centipede, and I was just saying, I had the very first interview that was brought onto this show by one of my um, my associates, Jamie Duvall, Movie Geeks United, with Tom Six. So we we we, oh, cool. we cover we cover controversial subject matters on the Sexy Witches. Um, Queen's one of her favorite films is Baskin, and it's about as graphic as you get. Uh, you know, right. so. You know yeah. how much I love a scorpion film. Yeah, yeah, so you we, do. We, we 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 we, <laughs> we are well vested. Uh, well, and it's on the same list as you. Uh, you know, you you got you share space with the Serbian film, and and uh, you know, uh, for better or for worse, you're going to be kind of locked in with that. But I don't think it's actually that bad of a thing to be like on well, I mean, the video I, nasty list. Ultimately, anyway. Go ahead. No, it gives I mean, it a certain I, I amount of notoriety that makes me want to seek it out. Well, yeah, it I mean, accident- I wear it as a badge of honor for sure. You know, it's just uh, it's it's definitely something I'm I'm proud of in a sense, but at the same time, like it, it does make uh, me have to do a little bit more work to convince people that I'm not a psychopath when I'm like interviewing for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to, I've literally but, had to yeah, but, people that like I'm not going to kill people in like in a movie. Like I'm not going to just suddenly go like, oh well, this was 
a, a kids movie, but now we're going to kill everybody in the in the story. We're going to do a whole rewrite. Well, you know, it, it's funny too because of course not, right? You know, like if you dig through most fil- early filmmakers, you're going to find one or two things: a bad documentary or a horror film is going to be in there. Just because those are cheap and everyone can do one, that's always a good way to start. Is horror because everyone likes to work on horror. You know, you, it's just it's just part of of, of becoming a, a filmmaker, right? Even Martin Scorsese, one of his earliest shorts is a horror movie. You know, you just go back and you find it. So, um, and uh, so I think what happens with the video nasty list, uh, I see you, Tommy, I'll be there in just a minute. Uh, with the video nasty list, I think it accidentally preserves the, the movies they're trying to ban. Because the 72 films on the original British video nasty list have now become this list that people actually go out and see and try to find. They even try to find the original VHSs in some cases, and they're highly collectible. Uh, you know, so in the end, I think it will not be a note in history that won't ultimately affect your like legacy. But, you know, we don't want it to affect your work now. And the present is just as important as the future in this case. So I, I, I stand attention, and I'll, I'll give you a sexy witch ovation for that because, uh, you know, I think that, you know, that you've overcome this. And I don't think – I think you're going to be fine. I think this is just one bump in a road. You're too talented for that. Well, I, I greatly appreciate that, and I, I mean, I don't really, as I said, I, I don't really look at the, the film as, um, you know, something that I'm ashamed of, nor, like, am I, like, afraid of the banning or anything like that. I mean, I definitely think it's, like, bad or something cool that, that I uh, have on my, like, you know, resume. I just think it's, you know, for certain rooms, if I'm interviewing for a project, it might make it a little bit more difficult um, to to uh, get the job, but that doesn't mean that I, uh, I I would do anything different if I was to go back. Well, I'm really glad to have you on the show. And uh, before we let you go, a couple of we I like to ask my guests a question. If I was going to go into your CD player or into your music uh, list on Spotify, what are you listening to or watching right now? <laughs> I mean, so what I listen to is is interesting because it's like all like gangster rap, classical music, and like '60s rock and roll. <laughs> That's like it's very similar to my stuff. Um, and then, uh, and then for what I watch on television, um, I mean, I'm I'm. I, I feel like my, my watching habits are, like, very in tune with what I'd assume, like, a serial killer would do. Because I literally, like, only watch, like, horror movies and cartoons. Um, <laughs> we have very similar yeah, tastes on par. Well, that's yeah, basically so what I did at San Diego. Animation and horror, yeah. right? That was the panels I went to, basically. Okay. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. It's just animation and horror. So I've been rewatching all the Rick and Morty episodes like over and over again. Oh well, yeah, who doesn't? That's what we've right? been doing recently for this summer. 
I kind of love I kind of love it, um, Rick and Morty. And there wasn't a lot of pran- uh, presence, Rick and Morty, at San Diego Comic-Con this year, which I was a little bummed at. But it also brought the lines down, and I got into the Bob's Burgers and the Archer panel and the Venture Brothers panel and all the Adult Swim panels that I wanted to do. So that was awesome. Uh, but um, yeah. do you have do you have some things coming up the pipe? Do you want to plug your stuff, sir? Yeah, I mean, uh, so my my newest uh, movies, Together and also Alone, um, are are coming out. Both one word title movies, uh, and I, I think uh, I feel like they're some of my strongest work. Um, Together is a story about two sisters that had a uh, abusive father and they decide to use witchcraft to bring his spirit back and get revenge so it's like uh, a reverse on a possession and witchcraft uh, story it's basically them using it to get revenge versus like them being afraid of the spirit hey Queenie that sounds right up our alley oh yeah (laughs) and and then uh, alone is the story of like a woman who you know, 10 years ago, she was uh, held captive by somebody and she ends up escaping and uh, is like grifting for like 10 years and then gets like a packet in the mail saying she inherited a house from her recently deceased uh, uncle. And so she gets this house, she goes there in the dead of winter and it's freezing. So she goes into the basement to turn on the broiler and recognizes it as the house that she had been held in 10 years ago. Well, always bringing the clip on. I, <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. So um, we'll look for those films. And, um, you know, you're always welcome to call back in and give updates when things are about to drop, trailers, uh, you know, films coming out, things like that, film festivals. We always like to know when our, our, our guests and associates are, are doing film festivals because we'll definitely plug that. Uh, so thank you for coming on the show, sir. That was great. Uh, and I'm going to let you go now, but do you have any final thoughts before I let you go this evening? Just uh, thank you for having me on, and hopefully I was uh, helpful and, and whatnot. No, <laughs> and it was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> so good, good well, luck on, so on and yeah, and good luck and everything. And I'm sure I said we're not worried. You're too talented to let something like the video nasty list bring you down. It won't. You can persevere. I think everyone can. So much love and yep. madness, and I will um, talk to you. I'll email you uh, later. So thank you so much, sir. All right. Thank you, too. Bye. Bye. So that was James Cullen Bresick, uh, director of Hate Crime to Jennifer, Blood Lake, all sorts of uh, wonderful B-movie fair um, and TV, major TV movies. Quite wonderful. No, I'm looking forward to alone. That looks uh, that sounded interesting. Yeah, uh, his 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 movies are all right. I mean, uh, hate crime. Yeah, I've, I, it's not a pleasant job. It, it's not my thing, anyways, in the sense that I'm not a huge home invasion per, uh, movie person. There's a few exceptions to that, but this it's well done. You know, there, there, it's not like you know, you know, it's not like it's it's there for exploitation. It actually really isn't an exploitation film at all. Um, and so, you know, and the video nasty list, I always consider that a little bit on the exploitive level, right? You know, like snuff, snuff, exploitation. That, that, that's, that's a video nasty, even though 
I don't think it should be on the list either, but that's just me. Um, but before we get into the preview and stuff, I'm going to, first of all, bring on our guest host for the second part of this of this show tonight, and that is Token Tommy Clark. How are you doing, sir? You're on with the Sexy Witches. What's up, ladies? Hello. Hello. Who we got? We got Aaron. We got, is Queenie here? Yep. yep. Hi, Queenie. Hi. Aaron. Ooh, Hi, Aaron. Hello, Tommy. Ready to do karaoke on Thursday? Yes. I got to save my voice. Yes, rest it up. And so redeem myself from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get oh. my second song from last year in this year. <laughs> all right, well, before we get into the Scary Cares schedule and all the fun jazz we're going to do this weekend, I wanted to bring it back to Queenie because, um, you know, this has been most uh, a show about recaps and previews on our coast, but you been exactly sitting around doing nothing. You've got live streams going on. You've dropped a couple of new videos, and you've been LARPing your ass off. Sure have. <laughs> Why don't you give us a, a quick, like five, five, five minute or so down of what you're doing, so we can find, you know, find your stuff on the web? Because you just posted a video yesterday, I believe. Yes. Um, well, it wasn't me. It was my friend. But yeah, it was on my behalf. So. Um, oh, he decided, yeah, he decided to do a stream to help me launch my new Patreon. So oh, I have a Patreon, Patreon. now. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, You've I'm, entered the world of yeah. Patreon. <laughs> well, I kind of need to, cause I'm, you know, you know, my situation personally, right? Like I'm trying to get money together so I can get my citizenship. So it kind of spurred me to just go for the Patreon thing because I want to do art full time anyway. Like, so what dream. are, what are you, uh, if, if they subscribe to you, what would they, what do they get as perks? Cause I know Patreon works on a like service uh, provided uh, relationship. Yeah, it does. Um, well, right now I'm just, I have a small Patreon. I'm not asking for much. Like, a dollar a month gets a shout out on my channel and you can get access to my private uh, discord server where we can discuss my show and, you know, I can do polls with you guys and all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, Yeah. I'm just trying to kind of up the engagement of my channel and the stuff that I do. So that way, you know, hopefully it works out. (laughs) Well, and, uh, so you were LARPing two weeks ago, is that right? Looks a pretty oh, large yeah, one. That was a while ago. Yeah, was that, that was a while ago. ago. No, but yeah, but there are LARPs coming up for me. There are lots of yeah, LARPs well, coming up for me. You mm-hmm. haven't been on in three uh, in almost a month. Uh, you weren't on the last Sexy Witch episode, so you didn't right, get to talk about it. I thought I was going to be on it, and I freaked out, <laughs> like I do, because <laughs> I was like, "Wait, am I forgetting something?" <laughs> I'm supposed no, to be no, on right now. <laughs> You didn't need to be on that one because that was the I am reading the schedule boring ah dry fuck episode. This is the fun recap. Right. Got to tell you the story episode because anecdotes are fun mm-hmm. when you're talking. You know when there's someone to Did listen I to. Did the last time about my character about the awesomeness that I pulled off? Um, I why don't that? you go ahead and and tell that quick story and um, okay. yeah go for it. Tell them even if you don't okay, want to tell so- them again. Tell them again. 
so the big the big fight the scenario for us was a war scene right so we're we're trying to negotiate peace and all this stuff but that didn't work so now we're taking over and the one of the guys we had to bring down was this evil mage Ooh. so just to simplify and so a couple of us like six to eight of us were told off to the side that we had to go do one mission alone and then the rest of the crew would go do another mission while we were doing that so we split into two groups and all of the people who were out of game got to watch us do our scene so it was really interesting because that normally doesn't happen <laughs> so people got to watch me play Sasuna who is my main character and she is an Oathsworn so she's based off of like Viking mythology and Norse mythology all that stuff right um, Celtic mythology a little bit of that's in there and she, she is born to battle. She calls herself a battle maiden. So she's in battle with a bunch of people, just like six to eight of us, and we're trying to fight to get our way to where the mage is. And we're taking out all these bad guys. And I'm just like in battle, in my moment. But like, I almost thought that I was going to pass out because I was really sick at the time. <laughs> So I had pushed myself really hard to, like, really be in character, to really help everyone else stay in character. Like, I was doing battle commands and things, which I normally don't do. I usually reserve that for other people. But I was like, no, we need help right now. You need to stand here, and I need to stand here. (laughs) And we just, like, worked like a team, and we got through it. And everyone got to see me be a badass. And that really meant a lot to me because I'm really sick, and people can misjudge me a lot. You know, they think, like, I can't do anything. And then you watch me play this game. <laughs> and how serious I get into character. <laughs> Especially when it's battle time. It's like, that's, that's game on. <laughs> and I had a lot of fun just kicking ass and showing people how strong I am. And, you know, everyone afterwards was, like, talking about it. And they were like, Tashinka was my favorite moment of the game. I was like, oh, <laughs> I got to be a badass once. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I do. I go to LARP so I can escape my world. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, you got to talk about it. No, you didn't get to talk about it last time. We, you were, it was a completely LARPing. different LARP. Halloween about is LARP. all year long. Yeah, Halloween is Halloween. all year long. <laughs> Dude, it's all year long. And, and this is the early Halloween season because the fucking scares it cares is staring us in the face right now. You know? We need to bring Liz, your ass out uh, there at some point. I, I I really want you to be out here at some point. We got to make this happen. I know right now it's with what's going year. on. You can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't travel right now, and I would not recommend no, traveling right now. When are you gonna get off that watch list, Queenie? I'm not on a watch list. I'm in between. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm in that in between state be where good, I'm not- be good. Be good. Uh, it sucks, okay? <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's funny because, like, I was watching John Oliver talk about going through the process of becoming a citizen, and he said he had it the easiest possible way you could have it, and it was still hell for him. So, you know, yeah. it, it's not yeah, – it's it awful. It, I, I, and I just get a touch of it working with the archives in my day job. It, like, I work in state records, and, oh, my God, what I – you know, the stuff they have to look for and find yeah i need to find the letter that my grandfather wrote in 1932 proving that my grandfather's cousin is actually a citizen oh my god it's like like on the first side i have a lot of the paperwork they're going to ask for so because i have it from before 
you know, coming into the country to get my green card. I have all that paperwork, and they're probably going to have to Oh, you were one of those that. Canadian A's? Yeah, hoser. Hey, take off. <laughs> yeah, you take off. <laughs> Beauty. Beauty, eh? Beauty, she's eh? not just... She, she's she's uh, she's actually not tell you're not like a normal Toronto brat though at all are you? No, you're no. like you're. Are you British Columbia? No, no. no. from Ottawa. Oh, you're from Ottawa. <laughs> oh, you're Ottawa, no, near your neck of the woods. Yeah, so I have lived in Toronto. That was yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm an hour from Kingston. Oh, okay. So right. yeah, Kingston ain't too far from me. I go up there and get fish and chips when I when I when I used to have my when, when I used to be able to go across the border without an enhanced license, I used to go up there and get fish and chips. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Now we got to get a special license to go visit Canada. It's kind of weird. Everything's getting crazy. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still need to go out to Ottawa. I, I actually am thinking about doing it this year for um, the, the, the train that takes the goes through the Adirondacks up to Ottawa and back in Montreal, that area. Yeah. And, and I, I've always wanted to do that. And it's not a real like scenic train. It's a straight up ordinary train, yeah. but it goes through some of the prettiest neighborhood. So you Liz, know. all you got to do is come up to my neck of the woods and spend a week up here. And it's like Canada without the accent. Well, first of all, I love Canada. I've been to Canada a few times. I've been to and Niagara twice. And I've been to Vancouver, <laughs> and I've been to Winnipeg. So I've oh, been to, I want to go to Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver is awesome. I love Vancouver. Uh, in the, the Van- that whole yeah, I do want to go to British Columbia someday. I want to go oh, one Victoria? day. And I <laughs> uh, you will be able to go up there and have a good time at some point. I have no yeah. doubt you will. Oh, it, 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 you know, I know so close yet so far where you live, right? So, so scares the care. Let's get on track here, ladies. Scares the care. I, 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 I derailed this. I'm sorry. It's okay. But anyway, Queenie, um, thank you for sharing. I wanted to give you a few minutes to share some stuff with you because I know that this is very heavy centric on the East Coast side. But we do have a lot to talk about. And good thing is some of these are movies you know about. So when there's video nasty talk, you can totally chime in if you've seen the movies, obviously. So, mm-hmm. uh, so about any of his movies, you have you've seen a lot more of them than you realize, you know. We yeah, got a busy day on Saturday. Oh yeah, we got a huge you know, busy day. Nasty. So we're gonna start with Scares and Cares. We're gonna go through the schedule, but there is a pre-show on hmm. Thursday. So I'm gonna throw this first part of this story out to Aaron Marie and Tommy because they're going to be doing the most of this stuff in the, um, on Thursday. Uh, there is two major things happening. A karaoke thing that happens every night yeah. that scares the care and of course infamous pool on the wa- um, film movie on the water. Last year it was Piranha. The year before that it was Jaws. Alright, Aaron Marie what was, and Tommy, what was it this year? Just to da 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 da. I was really rain. pushing for Orca. That's the one I wanted. Yeah, I well, wanted Orca to rain, too. So they may but have I'm happy with Jaws too. But yeah, it's supposed to rain, so they're probably going to have it in the auditorium, unfortunately. Well, they said they'll make it a pajama party if it rains. Right. Which means, what if it rains? 
I'm going in the pool while y'all go down to the theater to watch that. <laughs> but we also got karaoke. They used to call it karaoke, but they took that away because it was kind of a negative connotation there. Um, but calling it karaoke makes sense. Well, my performance last year was scary. That's the reason why they changed it, I'm sure. <laughs> Did you have fun doing it? I can't remember half of it. I rewatching the video, it looks like I got led around a lot. Like people were pushing me different directions because I was all over the place. <laughs> At least my uh, son of a preacher man was good. Uh, right. Well, at least you got to sing did twice. Not to have I a good follow-up. It was awful. Yeah, I only got to sing once. Plus, they didn't have half of what I wanted. And I thought about asking you if you could like get me some things, but I probably could, but I don't know if uh, what's his face there will uh, the guy that runs the karaoke will uh, let us use it, but we'll we'll figure it out. What do you need? I need some music from Repo. Oh, the they didn't have guy. anything from Repo. <laughs> well, let me see if you I can find it. That's hard to find. If if you said yeah, rent. Or wicked, we'd be good. <laughs> well, I mean, no, rent I did last year. That's where I got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Three Long Island iced teas in less than an hour is not a good idea. Hey, yeah, last year was great. We got. She kept texting me. I was trying to play catch up because I was all over the place that day, and then, and then I just caught up way too fast. <laughs> and she's like, "You need to come out here now." Super drunk, and you need to come sing with me. And I'm like in the middle of one of the podcasting. I think I was actually in dark discussions, Tommy. And she keeps texting me, "You gotta come out, Tracy. Tom's is singing with me now. You gotta come out." I'm like, "Oh, I'm about an interview. I can't go." It was so funny because I was like, "Oh," and then I got to see the footage of Aaron singing, and that was pretty oh yeah, cool. no, so, that was yeah. terrible. I can I still oh, can't even fine. watch the whole thing in one sitting. Did you have fun uh, well, doing you know. it? That's what matters. That's I'm assuming matters. I had fun. I was drunk. So there you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> never an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it, it's, it's so Thursday is the calm before the storm. Uh, quite a few regulars do show up Thursday. I will be there Thursday. Tommy is going to be there Thursday with Don and I believe Aaron you'll be there Thursday possibly probably um I don't know if I'll be there Thursday yet or not I might not have gas money till Friday oh and Madison's okay. got a tattoo appointment that evening so she's going to get oh. her tattoo and then down ah okay so we're still talking about the tattoo but I've already appointment. talked to Angela and Bryna so we're all set oh excellent okay so, uh, so Thursday, that's Thursday though. Hopefully we'll all be there, you know, and then, uh, you know, and a few other people, you know, that's the morning, that's the evening where everyone says, Hey, how you doing? What's up? And you catch up because yeah, if I blow in actual, late, at least yeah. I'm there. Well, and, and, you know, well, it's a horror convention. People stay up late, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. You know, oh, God, yeah, yeah, I never get any sleep at scares that care. I'm usually the last one up half the time. Oh, yeah, no, I, I burn out usually Saturday evening, but I'm usually up most of Thursday, most of Friday. Um, so, but, so let's talk about Friday, because Friday, um, really, things don't start kicking off until about 5, uh, five o'clock, five right? O'clock. 
Five, five o'clock. o'clock yep. Yeah. And that's my convention day because that's the day I don't have anything to fucking do. Um, there's only that's thing I have. That's my to volunteer do. day. That's the day that I want to go watch Brian Keene's horror show recording. Um, that's at ten o'clock in the cast room. Um, but the rest of the the rest of Friday is pretty much me going out on the floor and buying stuff from vendors and authors. Uh, it's going to be, if I do any guest signings, I usually do it Friday. Uh, that's my day to do that. Uh, I do have one thing I am doing. Uh, I am, well, but we'll, let's get into it in, in order here. Um, so uh, the, po- the main track that I'm going to be on the most and is the podcasting track, which is uh, oh, going yeah. to be, and the podcasting track is this year, well, last year it was upstairs. This year it's downstairs right across in uh, from the aud- main auditorium in the center lounge for people that don't yep. know where that is. If that is the staging area for the costume contest where you get to sit and wait uh, the green room before you have to queue up for your turn. Uh, so, uh, and that worked really well last year. Matter of fact, the podcasting room will close down during the costume contest um, to use that as a staging area for the costume contest, which honestly, I'm happy about. there playing my guitar for everybody. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm really happy about that though, because I, last year I missed the Brian Keene show, um, the horror show with Brian Keene, because it was at the same time as the costume contest. And not only is my daughter in it every year, I was in the contest last year. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I missed it because of that. Uh, but this year it doesn't conflict at all, and it's pretty awesome. Well, uh, it, and it gets done just in time for you to be part of Necrocasticon. Yeah, my yeah. girls aren't even doing the costume contest this year, and, and they've done well, it every year. Well, they somebody else win? Yeah, they never win. <laughs> Madison's going to do my daughter's makeup again. Uh, my daughter is going to enter. She's going as Mystery the Clown. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. Yeah. clowns are great. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. Especially kid clowns. Yeah, so before we get into the podcasting track in, in its entirety, let's really briefly talk about the guests. So I would believe that Erin Marie is the one that would know the guest list better than the rest of us because she's actually sitting uh, with one yes, of the Yes, actually, on I was just looking at it. I was just looking at it earlier. Um, I am bummed that Keith David had to pull out, um, and, of course, Tony Todd. But we still have Costas and Sean Patrick Flannery from the Saw series, um, Zach Galligan from Gremlins, Kelly Maroney, I think that's how you say her name. And, um, Kelly Maroney, other, yeah. And Kelly the Mar- other lady. Catherine Mary Stewart. Catherine Mary Catherine Stewart. Mary Stewart, yeah. Which I'm really excited about Catherine Mary Stewart because of Apple. <laughs> the I, I, Apple. You know what we should do? I we fucking do love that movie. We need to absolutely like, cut out little like pieces the best of oil musical and ever. Forehead. We we need to put triangles on yes. everybody's forehead. We need the bim uh, mark. We need to bim mark the entire fucking scary yes. Wouldn't that be hysterical? And everyone's walking around with bim marks. I wonder. I, I yes, we need to. Oh, absolutely. oh my god. Oh my god. I, oh my god. And I'll be sitting. Picture. I'll be sitting with Kelly. So Yay. yeah, maybe I'll get some stories about the apple. She's also in. Uh, she's not in the apple, but Kelly Marooney is Night in Night of the Comet Mall and Night of the Comet with Catherine Mary Stewart. Catherine Mary Stewart's in the apple. Matter yeah, fact, I know, so, but I'm saying I, you know they're going to no, put no, them I'm, together. I'm, Catherine you know, Mary Stewart. Yeah, I, I was just narrating for the audience, not for you. I know you already knew that. <laughs> of course, you already knew that. Absolutely. 
Uh, I absolutely love Chopping Mall with a passion. I actually, if you watch Chopping Mall and Night of the Comet, it could be the same character in different time periods. It really could be. Uh, you know, it, it's shot at the same, t- it's in the same era, it's the same uh, uh, mall, it's the same basic character. Uh, you know, it, it's shot in the valley. I, I love, and I have a fond affection for both of those films, but especially Chopping Mall. I, and, the, and the apples just Horribly wonderful. Night of the Comet oh is so influential on me as a creator. Because um, almost anything that I write that's post-apocalyptic has something, some sort of trope from Night of the Comet in it. It's, 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 it's infused itself into my very being. I love that movie so much. Have, have you ever seen Coherence? No. It is one of my absolute favorite horror movies. It's like barely scripted. I mean, the creators had an idea of what they were going to do and what they wanted to happen, but they let everybody ad lib. Oh, really? Pardon me. And it is, to me, it's like the adult party at the Comet, uh, at Night of the Comet. You know, whatever happened to the adults. It's it's also a comet night, and it would work really well together as a double feature, Night of the Comet and Coherence. Night of the Comet pairs well with a lot of movies. I, I've actually played it with Chopping Mall and The Apple as a triple feature, and it works perfectly that way. Um, what else did yeah, I was there for that one. <laughs> yes, you were there for that one. Um, also, oh, yeah, like, Doug Bradley's going to be there. I forgot about Doug Bradley. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, the and Sons Sid of Anarchy are going to be there. Adrian yeah. King. And all of the Sons of Anarchy that I am really excited about. Because I actually told Mark Boone Jr. at Walker's Talker last year about Scares the Care. I was like, look, this is the convention you need to go to. It's small. It's intimate. It's fun as shit. It's just a party atmosphere. You have to come. It's for charity. And he's going to be there. And they totally got a panel, too. Yeah, so that that's pretty exciting. Um, so, yeah, the Sons of Anarchy may not be horror, but, they, you know, a lot of these guys have done genre and horror in their repertoire. Uh, it's everyone. My oh, yeah, uh, Tommy Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan was the murderer in the remake of When a Stranger Calls. And Kim Coates was in freaking Goon, which I absolutely love that movie. Like, the first Goon movie is so good. You know, and Kim Coates done Scares the Care before. Yes, so, he has. This is I mean, he's back year. again. Yay. So, you know, people do, and said, hey, this will be, he's done four out of five of them. Uh, so, and so definitely, and Kane Hodder, of course. And, yeah, you know, the, Kane Hodder Kane Hodder's not here this year. No. Oh, he's not. Which just makes me no, sad Kane because here. it makes me I sad because I don't know if you remember last year, Aaron, oh, right. when Kane Hodder was in the um, bar just looking at women yeah. and picking them up. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to beautiful. do anything. He's fucking no, he Kane Hodder. Oh, I still one of my favorite one of my favorite scares the care memories was it was either the first or the second one. Uh, it was the one with Christine, so it was the first scares the care. He walked yep. around to all of the cast members of Christine and introduced my tits as his. He's like, these are mine. These are mine. <laughs> He's like, these are my boobs. Like, okay, and yeah, Kane Hodder, you're not, you know, 
he's he's not gonna you're not gonna be able to <laughs> like I mean the man is huge. He's absolutely as big as he looks on camera. It's kinda of funny. I do wanna watch To Helen Back, his documentary. I haven't had a chance to do that yet. So I really wanna do that. Um I'm really bummed. I thought he was there. Here. I just assumed he was. I, and he's not there, so this is a, you know I'm sorry. The to hear second that. year, one of the one of uh, the second year, one of the fans from my porn site took a picture with my boobs. That was fun too. I got a well, picture that year. It was my uh, fan. <laughs> oh well, you know. I actually had someone. I handed a card to at, at San Diego Comic Con that looked at the card and goes, "Oh, I've heard of you." Uh, <laughs> you know, that's always like a really a shop. Yeah, just some random girl I was talking to at the lift site. That's freaking fabulous. Yeah, it, it's cool. It happens because you know, it, you know, my my motto is ABC always be carding. You know, there's always good timing. You can tell when a card can come out. I'm out of cards, you know. by the way. Oh, I got more. I we got to use up these ones so I can make new ones. I'm ready for some new ones, but uh, we can yeah. still use them. There, these are still usable. Uh, so. So guests are good, and we'll talk about Vendor's Floor if we have time later, but the Vendor's Floor is always choice. Uh, a lot of our friends are on the Vendor's Floor, the usual suspects, and we love them. Uh, but before we get into that, we got to get into the podcasting track itself, because on Friday at 6 o'clock is when all the events start happening. Um, and at 6 o'clock is the Big Scary Show, which is the, it's actually kind of cool. I like the Big Scary Show, and Tom can talk about it more. Because it actually really focuses specifically on scare actors and hunts and things along those lines, dark rides, stuff like that. So, Tommy, can you elaborate on the big scary show? The big scary show? Yeah, at six. Like, at you know six? about it. You know, I, I don't Friday. know much about it, really. No, no, you know what the show is. I don't know what the, I don't care about the subject. I just want to know you can tell what kinds of things they talk about. Because it's on your mm-hmm. network. Um, I don't know. Okay, I put you on the spot. You okay. Good. Well, anyway, yeah. I'm right. It's it's about haunted at haunts and scare acting and things like that. All right. So that's what the big scary show is six, and it's seven thirty. You have three guys with season. Yeah, three guys with beards, which is now that is just, okay. Now we don't know if three guys with beards is happening, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I am the okay. producer engineer for Three Guys with Beards. Yeah, I Full thought disclosure. you were. All right. Now, Jonathan Mayberry isn't coming. Christopher Golden yeah, isn't coming. Yeah, I saw coming. that. I saw that Jonathan Jimmy Mayberry Moore wasn't is still coming. coming. We already got Bracken McLeod to fill in for Jonathan Mayberry or for Christopher Golden because he dropped out first. So we don't know who we have to fill in for Jonathan. So it might be just one guy with a beard? No, it'll be at least two guys with a beard and one guy with the and and one guy with the goatee that me means. Well, that's and something. Dave Thomas will be there too because Dave's actually recording the show for me. Well, then if Dave Thomas, maybe you should pull him into the actual show. He's a pretty good. He's pretty good on a podcast. Oh yeah, he's he's a very good banterer. Yeah. So well, we'll see. And, and so, that, but um, after that, if it happens. Um, I actually am on a panel, and that is at 9 p.m. to 10. I will be with uh, Mike Darwin and Philip Barone on the Dark Discussions panel. I believe Amy Thomas Davis might be on the panel with me as well. Uh, this I'll be is, in the room always, with you guys. 
uh, Dark Discussions, we always do some kind of historical thing. Uh, two years ago, we did the 400th anniversary of Mary Shelley, and we talked about Frankenstein and its influence on mad scientists. This time, we're going to talk about the 50th anniversary of the Night of the Living Dead and its influence on horror and zombie movies in particular, which is always a good time. So if you want to talk zombie, it'll be at 9 o'clock to 10 uh, you know, uh, I, I have a very fond affection for that movie. Not that I saw it first run or anything. I was too young. But my favorite horror host, which I do have conscious memory of because he lasted for a long time, Bob Wilkins was the first person in the United States to play it on television. So most people saw it for the first time. They were in California or in Sacramento and in the San Francisco Bay Area or the first to see Night of the Living Dead in the country. Whoa, whoa. So very important, very important. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about Night of the Living Dead. So at that point, uh, 10.30 is the tent pole on Friday, which is the horror show with Brian Keene. Special guest is John Anderson. Tommy, do we have an update on Brian Keene? Is he's going to be at the show? Is he going to be at the show? Podcast? All Brian's allowed to do is sell fucking books and host his podcast. If Brian does anything other than sell fucking books or host his podcast, he's going to be yelled at by a whole bunch of but us. He is, but he is going to be at the podcast. Yeah, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. He's, he's healing nicely. Okay. But he's, okay, you're still okay. healing. He's 50 years old. He's still healing. I know this one. I get a tattoo now, it takes a month to heal. Because I'm fucking old. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> that's so, your but, problem. Okay, and he got burned, okay? So what's Yeah, let's no, no, no. We, 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 we don't want to. I hope he's doing well. No one deserves to get burnt like that. And I'm glad that he's recovering. It's going to be a road, but it'll be nice to see he's doing okay. Uh, but yeah, he's. I know he's on the. Um, what do they call that when you're on the reserved list in football? That's what he's on, right? Yeah, reserve injured list. reserve. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so injured reserve. That's exactly right. Okay, so moving on. Um, now, one of the regular podcasts that's been doing it pretty much since season from, from the second season onward. They were the first podcast actually invited as a podcast to the show, and that is We Belong Dead. So they get a little bit of, of extra love because they were the first. And they have two sh- – they get the midnight show both Friday and Saturday. I they can have the midnight the fr- show. That midnight yeah, show is I, miserable. I like the midnight <laughs> show. I always, I always do really well. They do trivia, and I always kick ass at their trivia. So I, I like going to – and I like supporting Richie and the boys. You know, yes. so I, I go to one of them. I'm going to go to the Friday show. Because uh, we'll not be able to go to the uh, show on Saturday because after Necrocasticon, I'll stir off. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's when that's when I hang up my official duties as moderator and podcaster and turn on Shenanigans Liz, which will be terrifying and scary. Oh, God, um, great. So you're going to be drinking during our show. Great. Uh, probably a little bit, good. a little bit. Right. I, I'm good. I always drink so, a little. So to get the party started no. early. Saturday I mean, morning. Who doesn't drink during their show? Don't you guys drink during? If you could drink, I know Queenie can't drink, but if you drink Queenie during your show, you would totally drink, right? Fuck yeah, I would. I yeah, used to drink so, during my show. Yeah, I can what hear I the. I can't drink no more. I used to drink ciders. Ciders are good. Those are my and. Yeah, I always have my, my Kahlua mm-hmm. coffee thing 
for my throat so I can continue to talk because I talk a lot, as you know. Uh, Brian, um, I went to the so liquor store today, I know, so there will be plenty to go around between her and Angela and, and Rob. I, I, I know I'm bringing a whole tomorrow. ton of free liquor to share with people because I'm Al- cleaning Alex, out my cabinets. Cool. Alex is coming out tomorrow night, Aaron Murray. So I'm going to go shopping with him because he's good for that. So that's what I'm playing. So I'll have something too. I've got so, an well, unopened uh, bottle of Fireball. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge so, fan of Fireball, but some people love that. Neither am I, but we're going to drink it anyway because it's just got to be right. Well, we got to bring a thing of vanilla cream soda and you got something that tastes like cinnamon rolls. <laughs> okay, so Saturday morning, Liz, is when it really yes. gets awesome for the podcasting. I'll tell you why. Yep, because Saturday begins my fucking marathon of podcast hosting. All right. Um, we yeah, start but off 10 o'clock in the morning. Before we get into that, it's 10 o'clock, the floor opens, and then you kick in at 10.30, right? No, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. is you got to be kidding, doing our live show. Now, this is a relatively new podcast on Project Entertainment Network. You can only listen to this show if you have uh, Patreon, all right? But it's me and uh, my fellow writer, Skip Novak, and we basically debunk conspiracy theories during it. And this year's topic is ancient alien theory. And our special guest is none other than author and scientist and beekeeper and Warhammer player. Yes. Patrick Freivelt. Okay. He will be there with us, um, helping us tell everybody that there is no fucking thing as aliens. Anyway. Um, also during that, we will have the world's shortest and most successful ghost hunt where we will guarantee that we find ghosts. Guaranteed. We'll start off the show with that, yes. Because we know he's that... bringing his own ghosts with him. No, because we know typically that ghost hunting means that you stay up all night in a drafty house and do nothing but, you know, talk to your friends, drink, that? or party. What's that? What's that? Ah, and yeah, and what's do that? that all night long. What's that? But, and nothing ever happens. But at, at, you've got to be kidding. 10 o'clock Saturday morning, we are guaranteeing the world's shortest and most successful ghost hunt. It's going to last probably about 20 to 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. okay. Guaranteed. And then um, that's from 10 to 11. Uh, I get to take a little break at that point, Liz. What's after us? Are you sure? Because my, my, um, we might want to verify oh, that time. I'm, I'm I, I, have, I have 1030 to 1130 on, on my list. Maybe it's been changed. Yeah. i got to double check that. Within a half hour, we'll figure it out. At the clock, you'd be in the room anyways setting up. So, you know, it's not like it changes your time at all. Right. <laughs> uh, but we're also so, giving away free T-shirts for you got to be kidding me. And I'm oh, also nice. giving away a, 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 a brand new roll of Reynolds Wrap for anybody that mm-hmm. needs to make tinfoil hats. Okay. <laughs> oh, and we need them too for BIM marks, right, Aaron? Yes. BIM marks. So, we need them for now you have marks. a reason to go to our... Just just Broadway some iridescent foil will do it. Yeah, we just we need to make them marks. Uh, so okay, so yeah, the the new one is all you need is blood, which I wish I knew more about them, but I'm sure they're that, wonderful. And then, oh, that is Ryan Tulo. That's my buddy Ryan uh-huh. and his team, and they're going to be talking horror, and okay. I'm going to be in there hanging out with them as well. Uh, Ryan asked me if I would hang out, so I am going to be. Okay, cool. 
So after the that's the noon show, and then there's a break from one to one thirty, and then one thirty is the uh, is the centerpiece of of the basically the podcasting track. Uh, and I'm very honored, actually. I got this. Uh, I got to do it. And we're going to be talking the 35th anniversary of the British video Nasty List, the 72 initial films that were banned in the early 80s by the British Board of Film Censors (BBFC). Um, you could actually be prosecuted for some of these films. Some people were prosecuted and thrown in jail for some of these movies. If you sold them in your store or you distributed them, fined and sent to jail. And it's actually inadvertently made this list of films that have preserved, been preserved as a collection over the years. Um, you can people like that are into VHS collecting actively look for these movies. Um, they finally out the 90s after the like James Furman who was the head of the uh, British censors uh, died a lot of these movies suddenly were available in England uh, uncut or with uh, rating some of them were still cut some have never been released in England uh, it even affected our markets uh, we didn't get good cuts of some of these Italian films for years like a lot we of people still don't have good granted. cuts of these Italian films no yeah, well like Okay, well, you can just step off right now, uh, Tommy. But From Beyond is a good example, though. A lot of people knew it as the Seven Doors of Hell. It's an inferior cut of Lucio Fulci's you know, movie, From Beyond. And we didn't actually get a From Beyond cut till the early 2000s uh, here in the United States, even. So, uh, you know, it, it did affect, uh, like, what we watched. And some of the people on the list, director-wise, are kind of like, whoa, like, why are they on there? Wes Craven has films on the list. Toby Hooper has films on the list. Sam Raimi has a film on the list. Uh, you know, uh, Jess Franco, for people that like in, uh, more obscure but cool directors, he has a couple films on the list. Goblin, the band, has four films on the list. Uh, you know, there there is a lot going down with the video nasties. And it's Toby actually Hooper? because... Uh, Toby Hooper, you know, like it's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, it's not on the list. No, two films. Hey, one of the films makes no sense because it's kind of a major release at the time. You're like, why is Funhouse on the list? It's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's a very bizarre list. At the same time, um, I'm kind of glad it exists in the sense that I now have familiarized myself with a lot of movies for better or for worse. And believe me, some of these are definitely for worse. I've been reviewing some of the ones I've never seen before on uh, on uh, Tommy's show, The Necrocasticon. Most of them are at least entertaining, though. It's the one thing. Even the bad films are Even the bad ones are entertaining. Yeah, except for I think I, I did finish the, the last house on Dead, Dead End Street, by the way, Aaron Marie, today, right before air. And um, it gets better once it gets to the actual murdering part. Matter of fact, yeah, that's pretty what I'm cool. looking forward to, and we didn't go back to it. And, and Did you get a chance to put in Driller's shout Driller? out. There's only the, the gore is yeah, the, it's way too cheap for what they're trying to do. But uh, there's a sh- good shout out to Snuff's poster if if, an, if you have to pay attention. But they do obviously they're doing a, a a shout out to the famous red and white poster that Snuff had. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's video nasty re- referencing another video nasty, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, so I caught that. Eh, would I watch it again? I'm not so sure. Eh, there's other films I really watched, like Bloody Moon. I we watched that with you, even though I didn't need to, because I actually really like Bloody Moon. I think it's a pretty good movie. It's yeah, Bloody Moon movie. Bloody Moon was good. Yeah, that was so interesting. I, I really and, and I actually enjoyed Madhouse quite a bit. Uh, you know, Madhouse I don't really love, but I can see why people would like it. And atmosphere-wise, it's kind of nice. The location's cool. It's in Savannah, Georgia. They were on the pulse of Georgia before Georgia was cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so there's a lot. We're going to do things like that. We're going to talk about our favorite video nasties. So what I've decided to do as the moderator of this panel is, uh, first of all, let me tell you who's going to be on it. Of course, my dear co-host, Erin Marie Showalter. She's going to be on the panel because yes. she has gone through the video nasty list. I don't require that everyone has seen every film, but if you have a good deep dive and a back knowledge. I have back been knowledge, quite extensively. Yes, yes, she has. And, uh, I have two madnesses where people were required to watch all 72 British original British video nasties. So she's deep dive dove into them as I have as for research purposes and for fun. Absolutely. Uh, so, Token Tommy Clark, who hasn't seen as many as I have, but I like to throw out, he's seen a few of the important ones and I love torturing him on our side. Am podcast. I going to be the Three one who's seen the most? You yes. probably are. You probably are. Well, no, maybe Amy might see more than you. Um, Token Tommy Clark, though, he he's going to be on there, and and as a newcomer, relative newcomer to the British video nasty list, he's going to talk about what what he finds interesting on the list. So that'll be a, a good perspective. Um, My stuff right, is going to be the common stuff, you know, the 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 stuff that was there and then removed. Because they realized it just wasn't necessary. <laughs> Things like the Evil Dead and stuff like that, you know. Evil Dead, we're gonna lead off with because the Evil Dead, is, you know, because I'm I guarantee you it's gonna be at least on two, maybe three, maybe all five of our lists. Oh, I know. Yeah, when, I saw, when I saw Bruce Campbell in October, he mentioned it himself. I mean, yeah, he talked about but, the Evil Dead uh, and. And you gotta lead off with that because Evil Dead was the Absolutely. catalyst for for the video nasty list. So it's my number one film on the list because it is simply the best film on the list. Period. Best film. <laughs> you know everything about the Evil Dead is fantastic. Uh, you know it, it holds up even now. But there's a lot of other stuff too. So that one will lead off with, which will mean that we'll have a little bit of flexibility on our list because um, when we do a sexy witch round robin as we're going to do this in is that if someone has already mentioned a film that's in your top five of the list you're going to read you can pick either one from your six through ten or two honorable mentions that don't have to be video nasties but do have to be banned movies so uh, though all of mine are video nasties on my honorable mention list but um but I'm also the head huntress, so that's me. Uh, so uh, uh, the other guests on the on the show are going to be uh, Amy Tobin Davis, who does the YouTube After Dark analysis, which was on the same uh, podcast or same YouTube thing that that Queenie was about saving yeah. mon- uh, saving uh, smaller horror podcasts with forty or less people when the great monetization of revolution uh, hell happened at, at, at yep. YouTube. So. 
so she's actually gonna. Yeah, I'm actually gonna be on her show later on in the afternoon. Nice. Um, she's she's actually Cross got down. <laughs> I think she's down to three video nasties. I think she's really that oh. like she's that almost done. Like there's a couple films she hasn't been able to get, um, but she can most she's mostly seen them all. So that's pretty cool. And then Richie uh, Yates, who fit in a couple more then. <laughs> I love Richie Yates. We we've been on many a panel together now. Uh, so he and he can talk like when it comes to like exploitation, he's got it. So we're pretty good. Of course, he's on the We Belong Dead podcast. So this is really a podcast all stars list of everyone who kind of you know all our peoples. And then last but not least is Adam Cesar, who's one of the authors. He also has a YouTube channel podcast called The Black Tie. What was it Black T-shirt? experiment is that right i believe that is correct it's not on my notes he's gonna kill me uh, but i think that is correct but i've posted it several times in the event page and uh, i'm gonna it's the only person on the panel i have not met in person yet everyone else i've met at least once so um it'll be exciting that's what i love about doing these things you get to meet new people at, at, at these panels and it's fantastic so that's the british video nasty so we're going to start with a few minutes of history just enough not not a lot just enough to give you context to what the list is about and to maybe like uh, see a picture of mary whitehouse so you remember what evil looks like and then we move onward <laughs> to the uh, sexy witch round robin while our, our panel will read one by one their favorite films on the british video nasty list i've had them create a top 10 like i said but they read the top five but if someone else has already mentioned a film you can bring one from another part of your list it's really fun we've done it on the show several times you can find episodes where we've on the show all the time uh my favorites was about a year ago we did it on dragons i really like that one uh <laughs> so we've done it on disney villains too which is fun uh, so yeah, I like we'll movies. do that for the video nasties, right? Yeah, no, Queenie's good at that. Queenie was like, when the villains were like, she's like, I don't know any <laughs> Disney villains. Next thing I know, she's like, her list is longer than mine. She's so excited for it, too. <laughs> it was really funny. That was back in the day. We were just young, and it was like, yeah. um. Yeah, that was one of the, was like, the episodes I wasn't on. And I started on episode five, technically, I think. Five or six. I'm pretty sure that was episode two. (laughs) Yeah. Because we started with... Yeah, because three was the Marvel episode, which was when I came on. So, well, memories. Memories. All right, so... Uh, if you like bizarre, there's a lot of authors at, at Scares That Cares. Uh, and so the authors track also gets represented on the podcast on Saturday with Bazong, Bazir and Weird Fiction. Um, I'm going to be on the After Dark Analysis with Amy Tobin Davis at uh, 5 o'clock, I believe. And that will be, we're going to talk about, get this, Queenie, French horror. We're going to talk about French oh. New Wave horror. So oh. One of your favorite subjects. Uh, frontiers and martyrs. Frontiers, inside martyrs. Even though I absolutely despise it, hot tension. A copy of martyrs, like it's actually a lot harder you would think it is. I keep getting the damn remake, and I'm so annoyed because I've been actively trying. Oh, I'm really gotta get it in before the show. Like that's the one film that I want to cram in before the show. I did. I did get in my I'm skin. I'm still going. Skin. Oh, yeah. I did in my skin, 
which is one I really needed to see, which was really weird. That one was pretty good. I highly recommend my skin. Yeah, that's the where she eats her eats her own skin. It's like ooh. So anyway, so that's the kind of films we're going to talk about on After Dark Analysis at five o'clock. Woohoo! It's going to be the kitchen sink and mutants and body (laughs) horror and all sorts of fun things like that. Uh, Six thirty is your new opinion. Uh, Seven is the that's when, and then that goes till seven thirty, and then they close for the costume contest, and then. Tommy and I are on at 10.30, and that's the Necrocasticon episode. We're going to have a live band. Tommy, quick, slow down. What are we doing on that episode? Oh, we're uh, talking about um, old school shit, American horror, the roots of it, Um, like uh, House of Seven Gables and uh, Occurrence at Owl Creek Creek Bridge and how they influenced – future authors and the future of horror and created it almost. And then we're going to just, you know, uh, talk about our favorite summertime horror movies. And we're also going to talk about, uh, I don't know, we're going to break out the guitars and bongos and harmonicas and just jam some freaking songs. I was listening to your sh- the show today and you were like, ah, Liz has a pan flute. Make sure she brings a pan flute. Like, great. <laughs> Doesn't mean I can play the damn. Pa- I have a pan flute. Doesn't mean I can actually play the pan flute. I do have one. I'll bring it if you really want me to. So anyway, well, we'll work on that later. Yeah, that's uh, Man, square hammer got for ten you. Minutes. Yeah, we got ten minutes, dude. We'll play that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a little taste of what we're trying to do and get together for that show. So. So live music and summer horror, Necrocasticon, 10.30, uh, once again, yes. midnight, we long dead. Uh, Sunday is going to got four. We're going to go through Matters of Faith, which is the only non-horror, non-fiction uh, writing, even though they are writers. Uh, it's Jay Wilburn, uh, Captain Three Kidneys, and uh, I don't know what they're going to be talking about. Yeah. And the Mondo Method, which is a pretty popular yeah. show on Yeah, which is Chuck Buddha and Armando's Amelia. Chuck is Chuck going Buda to be one of our guests good. on the Necrocasticon that night. Chuck Buddha, Lucas Milliron, and um, Mike Duke will all be guests I, with us. I enjoyed all those gentlemen's company. Uh, and then uh, I don't know the Imaginarium with Scott and Todd, but um, I, I don't know anything about that one, but that looks cool too. And then, like, last but not least is the Better Cup of Doom. The last Buttercup of Doom, and I will be there at that as well. Episode, so she's closing out her show with Scares It Cares. That's how much she, because she wasn't actually going to do any more, and then she was convinced by her fans to do her, one yeah, final people show People donated live. to Scares. Yep, they actually donated to get her to do her finale live at During Scares the Brian King Telethon, so. yep. So that was very nice of them and her. So that's what's happening. So that's the, the, the podcasting tracks to be there. We are going to be there a lot. I wish that Queenie was there because I'd have her on half of these panels. I would put her in my stead for the French panel because she is so much better at this than I am. But I will try to do as well. I promise. She I can't ask you. It has to be they have to ask you, girl. I, you know, she wrote to me. I, 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 you know, and sometimes I refer if you know more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know, it's all good. You know, I share. I spread I'll, the love. I'll catch you up on French R. 
right. I just got to catch martyrs. If I get I, martyrs, I love I've high tension. I've got no, high tension. Don't like that day. movie. Don't. I got Hay in there. I've got Inside. I've seen Frontiers. I mean, I've seen the big ones. I've already, I just, Martyrs is like the one that keeps getting away from me. And I keep actively trying to watch it. It's so good. I can't. I know it is. It's my favorite of the bunch. One day. One day. I keep trying, Tweety. I promise. And I keep, it's one of those films I actively (laughs) try to watch. And it just never happens. And it, it. Oh my God! It's when like it crazy. happens, it will be glorious. They had it yeah. somewhere recently. I can't remember if it was on Shutter or Prime Video or somewhere, but somewhere had it because I watched it with Lydia this year. I'm gonna try to find it again. It's like if I could get that film in um, either tonight or it on, or if I could download it onto my phone and watch it on the drive up, I would do that. Even though I really rather not because I'm sure it's beautiful and I don't want to. It's like watching crushed flowers. You know what I'm saying? To watch a good film on a small screen. I really hate it with a passion. So, But I'm going to try to get it in. I really, really need to. I feel like I can't do this panel properly without getting martyrs in, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm going to try. Keep your fingers crossed for me, Queenie, please. You know. Okay, uh, I got anyway. you. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're going to just, we got to go pretty soon. So I'm just going to go over real quick. There's a film festival that is organized by Mike Lombardo himself, who has been yes. very popular on the, on the festival circuit with I'm Dreaming of a White Doomsday, starting last year with the Nightmares Film Festival in Columbus, Ohio, and then hitting a lot of other ones, like all over the country, Days of the Dead is also uh, just he's been busy this year and it's been wonderful uh so he but all of that busyness and success he's been also um and his actress who's won a couple awards actually uh he was had time to curate the film festival this year for scares that cares and i'm not going to go into the whole schedule but i do want to hit some highlights of some of my boys that and girls and gentle witches um, ha- have on the list. Um, first of all, in the short block on Friday um, at, I think it's um, Chomp is playing, which is Lynn Hansen, who was on my panel at Days of the Dead Atlanta and has been on the show to talk about the Tadano Film Festival. I've seen Chomp. It's very cute. Zombie film. Uh, so I if you want to see Chomp, that it plays. And it's actually not on the festival circuit much anymore. So this might be your last shot to see it on the big screen. Uh, there's um, my boy, uh, Troy Escamilla, his movie Stirring, which I saw at Texas Frightmares. And uh, he's on the fright, he's a, one of the organizers of the Fright Meter Committee, um, which I've been on for a long time with Queenie and Aaron. Uh, his movie is now no longer named Stirring. It's going to be Stirring at the film festival, but now it's going to be distributed this fall as Mrs. Claus, which is kind of amusing. Uh, the distributor changed the name. Uh, got to do what you got to do to get distributed. So, so stir is no longer stirring, but it is Mrs. Claus. So either way, that's playing on Saturday afternoon. And this one is exciting. Uh, J.K., who runs the Horror Happens radio show, who's been yeah. very nice to me all these years, and he's always calls me on the show and asks me to talk about movies and stuff. He's directed his first film and uh, in, in a short, and it's an Under Your Skin, and he got accepted to the festival. So he's going to be there on Saturday. He's nice. actually coming down. 
So I'm really excited to see JK um, come to the sh- uh, show. Maybe the block is at 2.15, and his show, his he plays, according to this, he plays second. The first film is only 2 minutes and 30 seconds. So maybe, just maybe, he'll be able to make some of my panel. He was trying, but, you know, I don't expect him to. You know, if it's running long, it's all good. He's there for his show, and I'm so glad he's coming down for the show for a day. Uh, so can't wait to see JK. Uh, Butterfly Kisses is the strongest film on the list. Uh, it's directed by Eric Christopher Myers, and that will also be on Saturday. Um, Dream, I'm Dreaming of a Dire Day is actually playing right after that at 5 o'clock. Uh, and any the first 16 people to see the film will get a free poster, if uh, and everyone will get a special treat after the show, according to my. They need it. They need it. They so. need it to make them feel better. Yeah. And so. then Liz and I will be outside after the show, offering grief counseling to anybody who needs it. Well, we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> I'm going to be. I have a panel, so I have to. I would have to run over because it's going to be like ending just as the big final sequence is happening. But anyway, we'll try. Run. I will. Um, it, it actually don't have to run anymore. It's just down the hall. It, this is so much better. Uh, <laughs> I just realized it. Now, I'm really excited to announce that at 6.45, we got Live Scream, which is Michelle, oh, my God, and Annie Tuno. Tuno, oh, she's going to kill me because uh, I asked her to pronounce her name. But she was on my panel at Scares the Care Charlotte, and her film had not co- quite come out yet, but it was just accepted to – bunch of stuff and live scream so and live scream is doing really well on the festival circuit so congratulations michelle go see her movie it's also it's probably those three films are all in a row butterfly kisses i'm streaming the white students day and live scream on saturday and if you want to see a good triple thinker of solid movies that is a great setup for solid movies. Um, and, and then that's it. Uh, there's a bunch of other films. There's The Bongo Living Dead is the 1030 on a late night show. There's another Blocks. So, uh, the, but those things, you know, go see it all. It doesn't matter what you hit, but those things in particular, I wanted to give shout outs to because they're friends and acquaintances to the show. Uh, there's other things. We're, we're, we got to go, though, but there's also going to be a pair um, a uh, paranormal forensic audio analysis uh, on at seven o'clock. Uh, so people are going to be actually trying to ghost hunt. There'll be makeup wars. There's going to be a zombie wedding. Um, the panel list. Is oh yeah! Great. Don't forget the wedding. Yeah, we can't forget the zombie wedding. Uh, Saturday, uh, the Sons of Anarchy leads off the panel schedule. There's a bunch of photo ops. Uh, the 80s horror panels on Sunday at 11. That's the one I'm going to attend with Catherine Mary Stewart, Carrie Mulrooney, Zach Galligan, and Sydney Walsh. That's definitely the one I'm going to. Uh, and of course, the costume contest is always uh, is always entertaining. And Doug Bradley also has the Sunday panel. So that's it. That scares the cares. Uh, lots to do. There's also a gaming track this year. Uh, for people that want to buy, like, I think it's a $10, $20 all-day pass, something along those lines, and you get to go game all day, and, you know, all sorts of stuff, video games, Magic the Gathering, whatever you want. You get the space to do that. So there's even Start gaming. The people. And the author's track, we didn't even get time for the author's track. A lot of the people on podcasts also have write books. Go buy their books on the vendor's floor. Uh, go see their I have the Necrocast the zine there. 
And we're going to have, well, I, I didn't write anything for it, but uh, the Necrocasticon is going to have a book, a, a zine to give out um, at the tables. Uh, and, you know, my boys, all the people that you'd want at these Scares That Cares, the vendors, go buy their books, go buy their t-shirts, buy everything, help our vendors. But don't forget, it's also for charity. So donate to, donate to the cause. It goes directly to three families including a burn victim, a child with special needs, and a breast cancer survivor. All these people will get direct payments from the charity. It is, you know, anything, it's, it's nonprofit, and everything above cost is great. So thank you, everyone. Queenie, want to thank you for being on the show. So thank you. Oh, Talk to you later. <laughs> yep, no, we're later. going out right now. This is the end of it. Okay, so thank you for listening to our show, and, and uh, we'll talk about what, what it's like when we come back. I don't remember what date okay. that is. I'll let you know. So uh, okay. thank you, Tommy, for being on the show as well, uh, and as always. Uh, and we'll have a Repo Nerd sometime in early August. Um, I have assigned him the movie, uh, the anti-Fantasia Italian film, Allegro Non Troppo, which is perfect for animation in August. Well, we don't want to talk about that right now. Um, save that for the show. And uh, Aaron, Marie, I'll, <laughs> Aaron Marie, thank you for having a lovely weekend down here with me watching yeah. the video nasties and chilling. And I'll see yes. you both in two days. In a couple of days. Yep, in a couple of days. All right, guys, so peace out. We're going to go tonight. This is it. We're going to leave. We've been on the show long enough. Leave you tonight with the, the Damned and Nasty. Once again, good full hunting, blessed be, and see you at Scares It Cares weekend starting August 3rd. Good night. Mm-hmm.